0: A documentary on the making of this song. Uh, when are they coming out with that?
1: Did you guys eight? film? Did you
2: uh, have the fight?
0: I don't. You know, we didn't. And what a what a documentary would be. Rob uh, walks into the studio with the track, and he tells me to sing every other line, and then you watch me struggle for eight hours, and he goes, "No, <laughs> just sing like you do on the show." What are you doing? I remember like you it was doing? yesterday. Oh, my God. All I know is he ended up doing the whole song pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't get the right sound on this. So I'm I'm going to be frank with you.
1: Did he want oh. you to sound like him? You know, like a growl? Or did he want you to?
0: I, I felt he did. He didn't. He said to me, just sing the way you sing. But I was trying to sing in a Rob Zombie. like I was like, call me an American nightmare. <laughs> and it was horrible. I couldn't do what he was doing. He sounded cool. I sounded like an asshole. (laughs) And uh, I think everyone was pretty disappointed with the session. But uh, there it is. Uh, I would have put out the documentary of the making of Great American Nightmare. From the soundtrack to private parts. But uh, I don't think we have any such film. And if they did, they probably burned it. nothing
1: exists. It It was burned. Nothing
0: exists. It was was burned by the crew. (laughs) I remember standing there feeling like such a tool because they had... We were in LA it was this great little recording area the guy like one of the guys was introduced to me as the guy who recorded nine inch nails and I'm like oh no. evey you know and, <laughs> and I'm Rob going um just sing man come on what are you doing uh, it was it was pretty bad it wasn't a good day I was a disappointment I know that I was I bombed out in the studio. Do you just, as I trust,
1: every day thinking about
0: that? Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible memory. In fact, I can't believe this is our theme song. And you know what else? I was blowing my voice out. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of appearances coming up to promote things. And um, I, I remember I was like, call me the American
1: and, and I remember my voice was going,
0: it was a nightmare. It was a great uh, was American a nightmare. nightmare. It, it was, was a
1: nightmare making the <laughs> great <laughs> American nightmare.
0: Yeah, by the way, there is a lot of fans who wrote in. You guys will be interested in this because we were talking about the the theme music yesterday. And we realized that there's a mistake by our editor at the front of the uh, Great American Nightmare. There's a little bit of a noise. (laughs) And uh, I realized it was just lazy editing on our staff's part, that that's not part of the song. That's part of the soundtrack from Private Parts. But the fans, oddly enough, care about this. I was shocked. Mm. Uh, let me remind you of what we're talking about. This is not my battle. Oh, oh, that's Alex Jones. Hold on. I'll, let me find this for you. I can't fucking see the screen here. Hold on. Oh, here. Ow. That, that noise. That. That,
2: Ow. Ow. Ow.
0: And then we, we realize it's Paul Giamatti saying hell.
2: Hell. Hell.
0: So I said we ought to go back in and edit the damn thing so that we don't hear hell. But the fans have spoken. We don't hear hell. Yeah, we don't know (laughs) what we hear. But uh, it turns out uh, the no, do not remove the L sound in the beginning of the show's theme song. This little weird noise people are attached to. (laughs) Do not remove it. I like that weird little noise. I listen to this guy. I'm locked up. I specifically look for that noise when the show is starting. Can you imagine? Wow. It puts a smile on my face when I hear that sound. It's a beloved part of the show. Howard, please do not remove the L sound from the start of the show. Who cares if it was a mistake? It's part (laughs) of the show at this point. It sounds like Kinison. It's cool. It's memorable. It's iconic. It gets me fired up. Leave it in, please.
1: Uh, Is he sure that's not the whole song and he could live without that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You would think. (laughs) How dare you, Robin. How dare you. (laughs) Howard, do not touch the... I think it sounds like go. Go. (laughs) Then segues into the song. Leave it in, please. Stop this madness of considering removing it. It has psyched me up for the start of the show for the past 24 years. (laughs) You you never know
1: what people are going to get attached to.
0: Any, listen, I told you, I was a production director when I started my radio career. Uh, In addition to doing everything else, including putting a broom up my ass. But uh, any decent person with a work ethic would have cut out that noise. It's not part of the song. Please do not remove "L" from the beginning of the Great American Nightmare. It's part of what makes it such a killer song. Oh, poor Rob! He didn't even put that in.
1: I know that's not his.
0: It's part of what makes it such a killer song and gets the fans pumped up for the show. Just think of it as a happy accident that makes the song better. For the record, why didn't uh, Rob
1: ever point that out? I wonder.
0: Rob, Rob thinks we're nuts. For the (laughs) Rob's like this guy can't even sing. Rob couldn't believe my voice. For the record, I always assumed it was you or Rob who made that sound and it was a deliberate addition to the song. Oh yeah, that's right, that's me at the beginning going ah,
1: there you ah, are in the song.
0: There I am. And then some listeners started attacking me for being overly neurotic about it. Can you imagine? Why do I bother? That alarm went off this morning and I went why the first thing I, the first thought in my head was why am I still doing this? <laughs> what am I doing? It's Enough already. Well, uh, let me the alone. fact, yeah, yeah let exactly. Me alone. Let
3: me be, will you? Why me? Why me? Why did I listen? Have to how
0: be nasty this is! The fact that you are only now fixating on a sound that has become a pinnacle part of your theme song <clears throat> tells me that your therapy is failing you. You better start going back to your shrink every day. If I hear your theme start without L. At the top of it, I will go on a Rob Zombie rampage. <clears throat> I mean, really? Remove that, that's being overly neurotic Let's because see. I.
1: Let's remove it and see what happens.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not removing it. Removing I the bet Paul Giamatti.
1: go to work like he normally does.
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll get through it. Removing the Paul <laughs> Giamatti sound from the beginning of your theme would be a huge fucking neurotic anal retentive mistake. All caps. Being the audio perfectionist that you are, I understand your psychological compulsion to fix the Paul Giamatti soundbite at the beginning of the intro of the song, but I feel like it's part of the show now and should be left in. No need to attack me. I'm just saying that yeah, is you can not. you just
1: say that last part. Yeah, but it's not supposed to
0: be there. That isn't what Rob wrote. It's, it's just, to me, all I hear is lazy
1: editing. Well, Think it's about like it somebody came with view. a brush and accidentally smeared something on the Mona Lisa. Right. And you say, don't change it. Now that's part of the painting. No, but that's not what Da Vinci did.
0: And the thing they smeared on the Mona Lisa was feekies.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what I see. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it in, you know. It's less work. But it definitely could be edited out. Let me hear it one more time.
1: That, that be, that. there's a moment
0: there's a moment you got it anyway yeah uh, yeah so i was attacked for that no i played that alex jones clip because i was the guys were informing me i haven't really been following alex jones but some of the guys here do and alex jones must think i'm like consumed with him i don't even know at this point how many people even know who alex jones is he's that dude who had or used to have a radio show. I think they took him off the radio. Yeah, I was looking the, at an article
1: about him yesterday, and it said where you can find him, but I've never heard of that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not really... Uh, the only thing I'm consumed with that our country is full of these conspiracy theorists who now have found each other on the Internet, and now you've got people in Congress running around with their conspiracy theories and... That's why I had a laugh. I'm I'm following this story. Chris Cuomo, who is on CNN, they suspended him indefinitely because he got involved when his brother, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, former governor of New York, when um, he got in trouble with these women who, uh, you know, were saying that he was inappropriate with them. Chris Cuomo used some kind of resources available to news people to plan Andrew Cuomo's response. He was actively involved.
1: Well, that wasn't the only thing. He then started uh, trying to seek out sources that could get him closer to these women or find out more about these women, which really he was doing for his brother. He wasn't doing that for news. He wasn't doing it for CNN.
0: So CNN suspended him. And I went, why are people like CNN Democrats? Why are they still playing by the rules? They got to stop don't suspend the guy it doesn't matter anymore nobody cares uh you got a you got a guy who won the presidency who said i grab women by the pussies and then the next couple of days said i don't think that's my voice <laughs> nothing matters apparently anymore. the
1: president can do anything or a it guy running matter. for president can do anything
0: we're stuck with this nutty supreme court now you know obama was supposed to get an appointment the senators go uh, the republican senators go no nah. You're not going to get it. There's not enough time
1: left in his administration.
0: (laughs) And then when Trump came in, they appointed three of these people. The majority of the people in this country, an overwhelming majority of the people in this country, want abortions. They want them. We don't want to go back to back alley abortions.
1: I read a most harrowing story last night about a woman. She's a woman now, but her father started raping her violently when she was 10 years old and i think by 11 or 12 like when she hit puberty she got pregnant and the father who was a you know thought thought of as a you know a nice guy in the community he dragged her off to a doctor and told the doctor she had been i think she was 15 by that time told the doctor she had gotten you know loose with some boy Uh, And they both disparaged her, and then she had the abortion. But she said she thanks God every day that she didn't have to have that child.
0: Well, you know, not only is that a heinous example of why we need abortion, but even, you know, let's be honest. You know people. I know people. Most people that I know who are quote-unquote religious and care about the life of the unborn are bullshit artists. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I've met a lot of them. They're the most uh, uncharitable people. They don't donate to any causes. They call themselves Christian. They They don't donate a penny to any charities that take care of children who are unwanted. They don't donate. They don't want government spending money on programs. To perform a safety net for some of these kids who are unwanted, they they're they're staunchly anti any kind of spending by the government toward helping children. They're cheap motherfuckers. All they care about is some kind of paranoid thing about them going to heaven. Yeah, it's they're about worried them. about that.
1: Isn't even about the baby. No, they're trying to they get into heaven.
0: They don't give two fucks about the baby once it's born. They just want these babies born. And the other sad truth is wealthy people will always be able to get some doctor to give them an abortion. The scary part is that poor women, who, like in the example Robin just gave, or they don't want their babies for whatever reason, whether it's rape or just because they don't have the mental capacity to take care of them, the financial capacity to take care of them, or it, it, it's a nightmare. These kids then go into a system and they're miserable. And it's a drain on society. And then, you know, it's a weird thing. The same people who are for uh, getting rid of abortion are against voting for food stamps for children, free health care for the mothers, more money for education. They're all against that shit. And when these babies that that
1: weren't wanted wind up on death row, they're the ones clamoring for them to get the electric chair.
0: Yeah. It's a disaster for society. So now we've got three eccentric religious kooks on that Supreme Court who are going to tip the scales and we're all going to suffer again. You know, well, I laugh. I speak to I speak to so many vets out there who are for Trump. I, they've got this convoluted thing. And you know how I respect veterans. You got the the first guy here, Biden. He just passed a bill it's going to help vets. For real. Like actually put money into building better healthcare facilities for veterans. Uh, You know that's something good for people. Everyone's been screaming for years. Republicans, we are pro military.
1: Thank you for your service.
0: Thank you for your service. Yeah, all the thank you for your service. Saluting, you know, and they all act like they're at war, but they've never actually served. Uh, And then the vets go, well, you know what? Forget thank you for your service. How about getting us decent healthcare when we come back from these fucking wars you guys create, and uh, we got PTSD, and we blew off a leg, and we—all bullshitters. Nobody did it. The only guy who did it was uh, Biden. Got that bill through. There, there you go. Somebody cared. Now. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's just so depressing with this abortion. We're back in that fucking... And, and it turns out they're probably going to overturn Roe v. Wade.
1: There I don't go. know because they have made some rulings that indicate they're they're studying the law and they're really abiding by nah, the letter the of the law.
2: All right.
0: You don't want to take away that right from women, trust me. And again, I'm going to say it until you're bored. If if dudes got pregnant, oh, my God, abortion would be available on every street corner. We but you would also not know how we
1: have them. a population problem? There wouldn't be that many children around.
0: No, there wouldn't. Dudes <laughs> would not. You're telling me, okay, I did something wrong. I went to prison. In prison, I got raped, and now I got to have a baby? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, you. I mean, that's what you're making women go through.
1: I have one under protest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know, I laugh at these guys who go, yeah, we're, we care about our vets. Then they don't do shit for them. But that Biden legislation, I liked expanding mental health care for veterans. He put that
1: into law. He also is about to launch, you know, it's World AIDS Day and there's going to be initiative launched he's going to announce today to eradicate AIDS by 2030. Yeah. I mean, these are things that help people. That's what
0: government's supposed to be doing. Not sitting there talking about taking away our right for abortion because some religious kooks got their fucking tits in a twist. When I see these women screaming they want uh, no more abortion, I'm like, wait till that fucking comes around well, and, then and they the get hit.
1: Era, you know they yeah. they are very confused.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, Robin, for one
1: minute.
0: Oh, it's Senator Mitch McConnell. I had a feeling. Hi, hi, Senator.
3: Yeah, why don't you, uh, suck it up, pussy? I mean, you lost, you know, just take it. What? Lost. We got, Who? What? Lost do we got we lost uh, you lost, you know what you lost. Don't act so. Who lost what? That well, you lost. You lost. Oh, That's
0: you right. mean the Supreme Court?
3: Yeah. Oh. Listen, I mean, uh, you know, if, uh, if women, uh, didn't, uh, you know, dress, uh, in certain outfits and walk around with them, uh, tempting, uh, childbearing hips, there wouldn't be, uh, a need for abortion. You know what I mean?
0: You're saying if women would keep their legs closed, they, would, they wouldn't need abortions. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah. And listen, if, uh, if I was a woman, uh, I would have the baby. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll rape me. See if I care. I would have the baby. It's the <laughs> Please, right somebody bend him
1: over right now and rape no him. One,
0: no one would, no <laughs> one's going to no rape problem. you. I'm picturing you with long hair as a woman. No one's oh, you. No you one are. would go I near you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd call
1: me a uh,
3: uh Miss, Miss, or something, wouldn't you? You sicko. You're a yeah, sicko. Right. Well, all right. What a horrible to... day this is. World ain't
1: good.
0: But anyway, this guy, uh, you know, CNN suspended Chris Cuomo. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This the, the, Sean Hannity was campaign managing for uh, Trump, helping him with uh, Trump. He he started speaking at Trump rallies. I'm not saying the CNN hired back Jeffrey Toobin, the guy who was jerk caught jerking off on uh, a meeting. You know he says, "Well, it was he's an always accident.
1: suspended, Howard. You're acting like he was fired for life." <laughs> uh,
0: Roger Ailes was the head of Fox News. He used to do debate prep with Trump. What are you sure. talking about? What are we talking about here?
1: But, but, this is what's going on. Uh, but, you know, on. that's different than a guy who might be charged with a criminal offense.
0: Yeah. Criminal offense. Nobody, Nothing matters.
1: Look, anymore. I'm still re- uh, read, um, rooting for sanity. And just because other people aren't... Uh, a, Abiding by rules doesn't mean that works, Howard, for everyone. No. Abiding by the rules and changing the rules you don't like or don't work for people anymore is what works.
0: Right. Right. Hey, by the way, as I'm listening to you, you're reminding me that the 40 years of working together is being celebrated today. Gary's going to be the host of a game show where you and I have to see what we can remember about our 40 <laughs> years together. And I got a feeling we ain't going to remember anything. That's what I'm, <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm trying to forget. Uh, Marianne from Brooklyn. Good morning.
4: Hi, Howard. I love you, but I'm going to, I'm calling about jazz. I want to know if you watched it last night. But to be honest about Chris Cuomo, <laughs> he shouldn't, uh, look up information for his brother. That should go on both you, Of course things.
0: he Democrats shouldn't. Of course he shouldn't. But right. the, so what? And he I'm telling you, all the rules are off. You, 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 no what one's you abiding by the rules. You're advocating
1: for right. chaos, and this is chaos. Exactly what's not working. How is Democrats do the same things over? that Republicans do, but when right. the Republicans I are agree, doing it, it's Robin, wrong. I agree. Hey, they never mind all
0: that. I squeezed a blackhead out of my penis.
4: What they should all yeah. be suspended. Oh, Howard!
0: Yeah, I, like, <laughs> how I, did you do that? <laughs> you know, you're not gonna believe this. It was so fucking awesome. I, I loved Ooh. it. I felt like Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> I was like, um, oh,
1: where I, was it on your penis?
0: I was trying to whack off again, and it was hard, and um, like right at the base of my penis, I saw I had a little pimple, and I could see near like, a you, little, like,
1: your your scrotum.
0: No, on the Bottom. top of my uh, shaft.
1: Oh, no, not on the tip. tip.
0: Not on the tip. Okay, How, wait, dare, you. Let me just How ind- dare you? How dare you could that. get. Wait a second. You
4: could and get an infection squeezing.
0: squeezing. Well, yeah. I didn't get an infection because what I did was I just, I squeezed it so hard and boom, the whole thing popped out. Was and it I, all it was so,
1: and everything? Was it big? No, it, was like, it, it
0: looked like um, it was all hardened and everything. And I um, ah. I even threw it in the garbage and it made a noise. I was like, wow. Wow, it's
1: like a marble. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but what was funny is, you know, when I'm flaccid, I would never find it because th- this blackhead was like ninety percent of my penis. Uh, you know, I <laughs> you <laughs> when was flaccid, you
4: grown. <laughs> yeah, I thought Don't my, be so my hard penis like had gotten yourself, me. I'm
0: being authentic. Uh, what can I tell you? It's not being hard, but uh, I love yeah, you
4: authentic.
0: So I cleaned out the, uh, I cleaned it out, and I felt really good after. I felt like I had accomplished something, and it was kind of gross. <laughs> you forgot
4: about whacking off? And
0: just I kind of did. Pimple. I did. I I was busy with my pimple. Um, Everybody
4: hates when they squeeze a pimple and it doesn't all come out. It's very yeah, frustrating. And the best part about it is when it comes out clean. You got that right. Did, did you watch?
0: I love when those pimples come out. You know, I don't get a lot of pimples. I'm not a, I'm not like really oily or gross. Mm-hmm. But once in a while, I get them. Now, I told you when I was a young boy, I was in charge of squeezing out the blackheads on my father's back.
1: That's what Talked it made me think it. of. I was like, was yeah. this like that?
0: And it's the only time my father took pride in me because I used to get all the shit out of it. I don't know why he had so many blackheads on his How back. How did Gross. he have
1: all those blackheads on his back?
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't have one blackhead on my... I don't have anything <laughs> on back there. I, I'm pretty clean, but uh, Jesus, he, he had like a farm growing in his back. I used to, And then I innovated something. I took a uh, paper clip and I would press down on them and it would pop out like... like You like made it a tool. Like,
1: you're like I a, need a tool, man. With your first tool, <laughs>
0: yeah, like the the music <laughs> from 2001, "A Space Odyssey," started coming <laughs> on when I would do it, and I would press down on his on his blackhead, and out would pop like a like a spaghetti looking thing. Ugh. Oh, and you know. But he would, he, he actually was kind to me after, like, he, he never really said thank you or anything, but he would go like, oh, right, thank you, All right, like that, like, you know, like he was angry. Good job but, or something. Yeah, not even good job, but, but like, not okay, uh, like he needed me to do it because no one else was willing to do it. And I took pride that my father finally bonded with me over something. And it was this disgusting popping of his pimples. <laughs> But uh, it, remind, it brought but back you a lot were good
1: of, at it. He, you know, like every time he asked you to do something for the first time, you mm. messed it up, except for this.
0: Well, you know why? My aunt Sally, she lived in Brooklyn and uh, she, she lived, a, she actually lived in a Trump building in Brooklyn years years. Uh-huh. You know, this is a hundred years ago. Yeah. The, the father, Fred, Fred Trump. Yeah, and my aunt used to complain about the fucking building all the time. You, this Trump, he built the shittiest fucking apartments, that fucking break everything. You know, like she was just beside herself. Why so, wasn't uh, she
1: around when he was campaigning? <laughs> yeah,
0: what's the difference? And uh, so, so my dad used to have to go over to Brooklyn to my aunt, and she would squeeze his blackheads, which oh. annoyed the fuck out of him because he had to go all the way into Brooklyn. So I was sitting there watching one time, and I go, this, you know, man, this isn't such a big deal. And my aunt demonstrated, and I saw, and I said, hey, I could do this. And I started popping a few of those blackheads. While you and were there? Finally, for the, yeah, while I was there, I was like an apprentice. This is how you <laughs> learn. And this was the first time I got any praise from anyone in my family, honestly. Like my aunt was like, hey, you, you know, you did pretty good there. And uh, my father was like, what is he doing, doctor? <laughs> now he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that day I learned to trade, and uh, yes, so then I had my virgin flight at home. My father's like, "Oh!" And my mother's like, "How i come in here." Suddenly, someone needed me. <laughs> I felt desirable. Like someone, you know what, Howard? Doing
4: something that for a parent is a very good deed because that's that's it's like horrible. very um. It's horrible. It's the only roles, way
0: I could. But yeah, but think about it. the sadness. It's the only way I could get love. Popping my father's blackheads. Think about that. Think and how
4: often did he do that? think he, he loved that. You no matter what. <laughs> Thank God he didn't make you pop it on his penis, Howard. <laughs> oh, Ooh. you know, Ma- Marianne makes a good point.
0: Yeah, well, that's anyway. right,
4: Howard. Did you yes. watch
0: Jazz last night? I vi- I jazz DVR'd Jazz. The show that Marianne is referring to is I Am Jazz. It is a girl who used to be a boy, transgender. I watch all transgender shows. And uh, I Am Jazz is the story of the family. Now, th- I haven't watched it yet, but I am aware that in the new season, Jazz has gained 100 pounds. Here she finally right. became a girl. You haven't yet? I've seen her in the promos. It's okay. pissing me the fuck off because she was kind of a cute girl. She was pulling off the whole thing, got the big titties, natural titties from her hormone treatments. They went through hell to give her a vagina. It was not an easy fucking yeah. operation. And now she went ahead and gained a hundred fucking pounds. So now she's got obesity. It's driving me crazy. Well, she's I don't very know. If- be-
4: depression i i don't want to i don't want
0: to you but know she got the few, vagina she got the but vagina I know. how long I is it was,
4: between seasons
1: it's hard mean. to gain 100 pounds
0: she binge eats they show it she she goes in her car she shovels in fucking mcdonald's <laughs> then she has donuts bagels in one sitting you got to see it
1: <laughs>
0: she can now really I'm like,
1: do it she is one of those overeaters
0: yeah well i'm upset about it because you know the vagina was supposed to be the answer to all the problems.
1: Well, obviously, your vagina the vagina has not been the answer.
0: She got the vagina, right. and now she got now she got an opportunity to use her new vagina. And now, now who's going to want to bang her? She's a hundred pounds heavier.
4: You told me all those. She went through all, have all that friends. suffering and pain, and she's still not content uh, or with herself. And it's a, it's tragic.
0: You know what it's I'm tragic. afraid of? You know what I'm afraid of? She got nervous once she got the Vagina, the TV show would go away So she took a look at the rest of the lineup On that fucking channel, and all of them Are 100, 200, 300 pounds heavier I <laughs> This watch, is a ratings I just, move A you, you, ratings move, she said Wait a second, I gotta come up with something else <laughs> I just got my <laughs> vagina, I'm gonna be like Everyone else, what can I do? I'm watching <laughs> Thousand Pound Sisters Meet
1: now, I, I Oh, my,
0: oh my god It is the, the greatest Two of
1: you fuck- should be ashamed of
4: yourself
0: uh, I, and there, I watch
4: 90 Day Fiance. Not I, to I listen don't. to politics, Robin.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> it was cold yesterday. I go for a walk every day trying to, you know, maintain my physique, what's left of it. And uh, I get, it, it, yesterday was too cold. So Beth says, let's get on the treadmill and watch. We got side-by-side treadmill. Let's go watch Thousand Pound Sisters.
1: Hold that. I that's- got romantic that's motivation treadmills? Yeah.
0: you you like that oh yeah. yeah we go walking yeah because that's our exercise we walk <laughs> and uh so if it's super cold out you know we got the treadmills oh listen i'm you know i make a good living but the fuck why not i, I that's my <laughs> extravagance it's
1: not of course one of you have to you enjoy everything to Howard? Walk together
0: What's that, Robin? I couldn't hear you. It was a crow quacking. There's something quack- quacking. happening.
1: There's something. Who <laughs> what motivation watching those I said you can have to walk together. She's still
5: doing this.
2: <laughs>
1: I still <laughs> I can't hear you.
4: Oh, did you see? Wait, did you see?
1: Well, wait, wait a, wait
4: a second. I'm talking
1: oh, jazz. Hold
0: on.
4: Hold on. Hold on. You not eyes anymore. Hold on. I love what? you so much, Howard. The, the chubby, chubby sister, the bigger one, not the one that had the baby. She could hardly see out of her eyes anymore. She well, this got is so what heavy. I'm getting,
0: this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Give me a minute. Give me a second.
4: I love you so much. The, Why are you in such
0: a rush? Yeah, what are you, what, what you got somewhere to be? <laughs> no, <laughs> of course not.
2: Nothing. You're, You're sitting just home, the right picking her race. ass.
4: <laughs>
0: so, uh, anyway. So we get on the treadmill, which is funny because it's a weight loss show. And, you know, I realized Jazz gained 100 pounds, but she's still the skinniest person on that network, on TLC. <laughs> they got thousands of pounds. You got to see this. The, the brother's overweight. The two sisters are overweight. The mother's overweight. And the greatest thing about this show is the heaviest sister who weighs 600 plus pounds. Yes. All the fatos in the family lecture her on how to lose weight. Oh, my God. And that's the best part of it. They all get a hold of her. You got to lose weight. Meanwhile, they can barely walk. (laughs) It's the blind leading the blind. It's the greatest thing ever. But I almost gave up on the show. I'm getting so frustrated that the fattest person, Tammy, can't lose a few pounds. It's upsetting me. I want her to get motivated. And uh, I find myself yelling at the TV. I do. I get upset.
1: See, I don't know why you watch things that upset you so much.
0: Everything upsets me.
1: I know, Everything. and this is what I'm saying, you're yelling when the news is on, you're yelling at Tammy, you're yelling oh all my the God. you yell at the bachelorette, you oh, yell the at the
0: bachelorette, <laughs> that bachelorette, this season, I don't know where they found this woman, the, the bachelors are boring, the woman is boring, but I watch it and study it like it's the Torah, <laughs> I have to be a part of it, so what, what am I, what am I saying, I don't even know.
4: Don't you see, Howard? That Tammy, the heaviest one, wants to stay the heaviest because she'll keep getting the most attention. And well, then there's well, another show, Mike. She wants. She Howard. It's like it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing how how people that heavy. If you want it, to watch? If
0: you want to watch i oh. um, I'm watching a new transsexual now. Always Jane on Amazon, and she's uh, just getting out of high school, and she's hot. She's got the female-type look. She got an Adam's apple, and she got the deep voice.
4: Did she get the operation,
0: though? We're working on it. I'm only on uh, uh, episode See, one. See, Howard likes
1: it before and after, you know? like uh, We're
0: mango. getting there. They're going <laughs> to cut her cock off by uh, episode four, because it's only four episodes. <laughs> and that's what I'm waiting for.
2: Oh, oh, this is a limited tier.
4: on it.
0: Hey, I had oh, a blackhead. I, I squeezed you- it out. Jay Schmez. she you. better watch out for always Jane always Jane is the new uh transsexual in town
4: and I, I have another ex- uh, uh, suggestion my big fat, fabulous life. this girl has so much confidence in herself that it's ridiculous no, I don't, I don't want to watch around. fat people with confidence it...
0: no, no, I don't watch that i don't I don't like uh, you like people... your
4: fat people happy people
1: a mess.
0: <laughs> a mess. I like fat people depressed. That's not, not
4: happy.
0: <laughs> That's my preference. Well,
4: I think you're going to be disappointed in Thank jazz. Thank you, Marianne. It, it, it uh, jumped the shock. I Have know. 320 more shows left. <laughs> I love you. No, no. All right, <laughs>
0: bye. Thank you. Anyway, I'm not disappointed in jazz. I'll tell you why. I saw the commercial. Coming up this season, this jazz who is trans, our brother decides he's dating trans women. That's going to be good. They okay. came up with a shtick. You understand? They keep coming up. You this think family, they
1: plan this stuff out? This is not reality. This is what got to be do to keep people watching us.
0: Got to be. Imagine this family. All of a sudden, they're stars. They did three or four seasons. They had a transsexual daughter, and they—they're making money. They got a whole industry off this thing. Suddenly, they realize season four. They say they sit down privately without the camera roll and go, "What the fuck." This whole party train's going to end. What can we do next? Jazz, you gain 100 pounds, and you over here, you start dating transsexuals. <laughs> Take them on t- uh, roller skating dates. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but I'm fascinated by the family. Well, the parents are pretty cool. They're actually like very, very supportive of their kids. But you well, know, How
1: did Jazz get to be 100 pounds?
0: I'll tell you how. Here, I'm going to be a little bit serious, so please bear with me. Being a transsexual in this country, it's a, it's a nightmare. You know, forget about, you know, these people you see on TV who's, who have, you know, some of them are exceptionally beautiful and because they have cameras on them, they, they get a certain acceptance. Being your average transsexual person in a community now, especially a young person.
1: They get the and shit the community's they not in New York City or yeah. Los Angeles.
0: Right. <laughs> and even in those places, too. It's a horribly, they're treated horribly.
1: Well, at least you, you can know, find a community in those two places.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's a pretty bad scene. And here's the way I look at it. All of us on this planet, we get one shot. Unless you know something I don't know. Some people, my mother believes we're coming back. God bless her. She's 93. Do you want to come
1: back? She's having a miserable time. She wants to still come back.
0: Why this woman, out of all people, think she's coming back? (laughs) Yesterday, I listened to her misery and suffering for a good hour on the phone. I hung up. I was ready. I I had the noose. I was practically had my neck in it. (laughs) Why she wants to come back, I don't know. But she says she's coming back.
2: isn't this enough?
0: Yeah. She's going to come back and aggravate me. So, um, now my mom, she's got this belief and, uh, she's studied many religious doctrines. She's very hung up on, um, you know, Eastern religions and she Guess believes what none of those
1: religions have done. What? Gone to the other side well, and come back and tell you what it was like. According to my mother, <laughs> listen, this body we have,
0: it's temporary. Yeah. And what, you're going you're gonna to come back many, many lifetimes. This isn't uh, it. <laughs> How do you know this, Mom? Listen, this is what I know. And you're coming back, and you have to behave yourself. What? Oh, you mean like, I'll come back as a dog if I don't behave myself in this life? I didn't say you're coming back as a dog. Did I say that? You're going to try to evolve each time. Who said a dog? No one's coming back as a dog. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, you should talk to my mother about this. You want (laughs) to, you're not going uh, anywhere.
1: Religions don't say you don't come back as a dog.
0: I don't. She got answers (laughs) for everything, this woman. (laughs) But here's the thing. It is, with this transsexual stuff, I'm going to I'm gonna try and uh, make you see my point of view. And I don't mean you. I mean some jerk off in the audience who's picking on these people. Look, you know, some of these uh, transsexual people, they literally at three years old to five years old, they go in their mother's closet and they start putting on women's clothes and they go, why was I cursed? Why did God make me a boy when I'm a girl? And their lives are tortured. They know that, that whatever it is, their lives are tortured. And they just want to be women or men, the opposite of what they are.
1: They want to be what they feel, just like you want to be what you feel.
0: That's right. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't matter to you. It shouldn't be a thing to you. And uh, these people suffer horribly. You know, uh, it, it, to, to be the outcast, to be the one who's different, Is very, very difficult. It's a difficult life. And I know I talk about my childhood and I felt different. I'm talking about a a level of difference.
1: You'll never Uh, not be different. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. You're not that different. But when you say, hey, now I'm a woman and you got to go to school now dressed up as a girl when you used to be a boy. Trust me. Kids are going to fuck with you. Like, you know, so. You know, I feel for these people. And I love watching them on
1: TV. That I find I, bizarre, but go on. <laughs> I, lo-
0: I like that this Always Jane, it's on Amazon, I'll give him a plug. She looks like a woman. I mean, I like a that young teenage a little,
1: girl. Um, you know, that little thumbnail that they put up when you're looking for something to watch. I go, oh, there's one of Howard shows. and I go, Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and she's got nice titties. I think, <laughs> I don't think they're real. I don't know if they're real, like, you know, in other words, from Jeez. the hormones, or do they put in some implants? What I don't difference know. does it make? Right now, she's in a, a trans modeling competition, and it's about 25 dudes, the former dudes who look good.
1: I don't even know if that's a nice thing to say, former dudes.
0: They were former dudes. What do you mean? But they, you, what they you, didn't
1: ever feel like dudes.
0: Okay. Well, you know what I mean. They were born men. <laughs> Me, they were born I'm male. I'm
1: trying to figure out how you're supposed to <laughs> talk about this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. In a stupid way. You. For me, these shows are as good as The Sopranos on the rhythm <laughs> In fact, I'm so mad at Beth. We get in bed, and I go, honey, time to watch our show. And she knows that means always Jane or Jazz. And she it's lays down. Jane or down, Jazz, one of the two. Jane or Jazz, that's right. Take your pick. So l- last <laughs> night we knew it was Jane because we're not starting this season of Jazz till we finish Jane. She gets in bed, and this woman is exhausted. Because she's been with the guinea pigs and cats. Don't ask what's going on. She's on her feet. A zoo feet. over there. It's a fucking zoo here. I told you it's Noah's Ark. My house is going to float away, and I'm going to be—I'm going to save all the animals. I'm saving every animal on the planet. Well, how know are you going
1: to save anybody? You can't steer a ship. You don't know
0: where you're going. I'm just going to pray that Jesus <laughs> is going to take my house and steer it the right way. <laughs> but I—I I tell you the truth. She lays down, and within two seconds, honey, I'm tired. I don't want to miss the show. Turn it off. You got to turn it off. So I see Jane or Jazz in five-minute increments. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, I'm wide awake. I'm still watching TV. So I, I watched uh, some something else. I'm watching uh, Hannah or uh, Lucifer. I watched the final show of Lucifer. I'm not going to get started with all these shows. I can't give you reviews on everything, but...
1: I was going to say, you watch the worst shows.
0: The worst shows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't take
0: my recommendations.
1: Look, I like an action film. He's watching people who can hardly walk.
0: <laughs> well, you sp- I love action films, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's action in a way. People who waddle through life. <laughs> Trying that's to get kind out of a-, a
1: chair for a <laughs> Yeah, hour. I mean,
0: I, there's something about me. I love watching Tanny, the, th- the 600-pound sister, Try to fuck a walk from the car to her house.
1: Right. And Crawl she's out constantly... of that van because they got to go in a van.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then when she gets in the van, she got to lay down flat on her back. <laughs> 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 I mean, I love it. There's something I love about it. I love to see what she walks from the door to the car. They got the car pulled up practically into the house. So she got to <laughs> go five steps and she goes three and right away panics. Where's my oxygen? Three fucking steps. Oh my God. Yeah. That's television. That's action. (laughs) That's, but it is action. That is action. I know what you think action is. A guy with a gun running around. That's action. That's
1: right. When a guy lays on the floor in my films, he's dodging bullets. He's not trying to breathe.
0: And you think I'm a bad person. TLC is the worst person. The whole network. I know
1: because they knew you were out there.
0: You know what's, as we're doing this show, you know what's on TV on TLC? What? A show called Family by the Ton. And now, that's what I'm saying. They have, they've created a whole network of either fat people or transsexual. This is an evil network. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before you say that, (laughs) this is a network started out very high-minded. TLC stands for the Learning Channel. Did you know that? TLC. It certainly doesn't
1: stand for tender love and care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was TLC was the learning channel. Yeah. They had they the, here's the sad reality. And this is true of broadcasters. I've seen people like this. I started out like this. You think I wanted to be what I am? You get on the radio, you I was in Detroit, Hartford, I'm waiting for some ratings to hit. I was like TLC. I wanted people to learn. I was going to educate people. <laughs> By the time I got to Detroit and I couldn't afford a car, I said, fuck this. (laughs) I'm going to tell people what I think. And the whole show took off. But you know what happens with television executives. They start out, we're going to, you know, they tell the NBC. Yeah, we're going to have the learning channel of what it's going to be for children after school. They're going to learn about science and math. And even for adults, we plan to educate them to make the planet a better place. There's going to be a lot of documentaries on um things of uh, of the environment and science and it's going to be wonderful it'll be an extension Help of school everything yes in fact uh, we plan to do a four-hour block on weekends of just book reviews for the learning channel and we're even going to have teachers with their blackboards uh doing virtual classes uh it's going to be wonderful well okay let's see well with the should there some guy put up hundreds of millions of dollars the thing is on the air and six months go by this There's two people watching it. In fact, the guy who invented it isn't even watching it. The only person watching it was Greta Thunberg over there in Sweden with Ole Anson, her friend. And I'm telling you, that's when you wake up and go, okay, get me transsexuals, get me fat people.
1: What are people actually watching?
0: When I was first on the radio, they used to interview me. They say, Howard, what is the secret? I said, lesbians. (laughs) <laughs> and i would have lesbians on every day and now tv is they they stolen all my ideas that's right they got lesbians they got overweight people they got transsexuals i used to i was one of the fir- i i think i was one of the first guys to say bring me a transsexual and show me that new vagina and we did it right on the air put it on the e network
1: so this but, this um, fascination goes way back
0: way back way back Robin, way back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you think? TLC cares about overweight people? That's all bullshit. They want ratings. No, they don't
1: care about anything but ratings.
0: TLC treats fat people like the circus treats elephants. What do you think of that? That's
1: what I'm saying. All of this stuff you watch, you look at a freak show.
0: That's right. But I do watch it. I like it.
1: Freak shows aren't even that popular anymore. How did TLC make a living <laughs> off
0: of freak Here, look at this. 1,000-pound <laughs> sisters, my 600-pound life. I watched both of those. This one, I, I don't know which one, but this one's called Too Large. Well, you can imagine what that's about. Oh, boy. Sister Wives, My Big, Fat, Fabulous Life, Dr. Pimple Popper. Ugh. Uh, lo- Listen to this. Long Island Medium. And Little Johnston's about little people.
2: And, right,
1: yeah. they got a lot of little people on there running around too. <laughs>
0: uh, the TLC's got a show and called your, Hot and your, Heavy.
1: Your TV is I, nailed
0: I, to that show. I Nailed to it. I love it. When it was the Learning Channel, I couldn't even find it on my TV. I had <laughs> you didn't it banned. Know what was not it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one show. TLC's got a show called Hot and Heavy. It's about hot, hot men who date fat women, you know, and they got a show. Do you ever see the show? My feet are killing me. No, it's about people with nasty foot growths. I mean the whole show. And you know what? It's fascinating. Now I'm learning. Now it's the learning channel. Yeah. You're learning
1: all kinds of ridiculous nonsense.
0: I know we got freedom of speech in this country, but I think even the, co- the, the, the government cracked down and said, you can't be the Learning Channel anymore. you got to change it to TLC.
1: That's right. <laughs> Don't say the Learning Channel. Right.
0: Anyway, I love all those shows. I hate to admit it. Robin makes fun of me because she says, what, 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 you like to see miserable people. I go, yeah, I do. Makes me feel better about my miserable life.
1: But that's not and, a way to live. I mean, you ought to try, try uh, elevating... <laughs> your way of thinking has, has um, that ever occurred to you
0: oh yeah i've tr- I tried all, all in my 40s i tried to elevate my thinking <laughs> 10 years of wasted time <laughs> by the way what you're looking at is elevated thinking you should see where i was in the gutter before this <laughs> this, this is me like
1: elevation
0: this is me elevated what you're seeing right here this is the product of all my hard work oh my <laughs> that's a disaster. <laughs> Ah uh, shit! But um, if there's an armless, obese, <laughs> transsexual, I'm signing them up Oh, because TLC's ready to pay. Uh, okay. Oh, so I, I I don't know. I was talking about uh, this. I don't really follow Alex Jones, but I did have a you know we we. We always goof on him with our fake Alex Jones and stuff. But the news was this guy. I don't know how he makes a living. They took him off regular radio. But I guess he's on some formats yeah, where you can see he's still
1: broadcasting out of something.
0: But he was found liable in all four Sandy Hook defamation suits. So you know what happened at Sandy Hook. I don't have to remind you. Maybe I do. 20, 20 first graders. Can you imagine? Twenty first. They revenge. didn't even have
1: time to screw anybody up.
0: Oh, somebody took have, out
1: their revenge on them.
0: When you have a little baby, that baby's so precious. You send them off to school, and then you get the call: your 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 beautiful child was uh, slaughtered at school, no less. Well, okay. Anyway. Twenty first graders, six adults were murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary School. This happened back in 2012. I think most people know about it. And uh, a lot of the victims were as young as six years old. And uh, I hope I'm getting the story right. But for years, I guess Alex claimed that the shooting was a hoax, that the parents were actors. No kids actually died. Something along those lines, I'm sure. he He would probably take umbrage with the way I'm explaining it. But this is what I understood.
1: He said it was a hoax, mm. basically.
0: Right. So the parents got together and they said, listen, we're, we're suing your ass. Now, I said to myself, how, how could they sue the guy? So he said it. What's the damages? But it turned out the damages were all of his followers are so cuckoo that they started to find these parents and the families and track them down and harass them. Can you imagine? They lost their six-year-old, and now on top of this, and I said, really? You mean to tell me that the fans would, I mean, could they prove that the fans were going out and hassling these people? Well, it turns out one woman said she couldn't even visit her kid's grave because she would try to go, and they would. this is what she was claiming. I can't even believe that there are people on this planet who have enough free time that they would even, you know, listen to this show and do something like this. The whole story to me is baffling. But anyway, I guess, I don't know what happened in court. It it was kind of a crazy It's a crazy situation because when he was defending the case in court, I think the judge was annoyed that he wasn't providing proper information or documents on his finances. The whole thing was just fucking screwy. But, uh, Here, this is from the New York Times. The Sandy Hook families maintain that Mr. Jones profited from spreading lies about their relatives' murders. Mr. Jones has disputed that while for years failing to produce sufficient records to bolster his claims. Juries in Connecticut and Texas will next decide how much he has to pay the families in damages in addition to court costs. And um, this is all going on. On top of that, this guy is like the most important guy on the planet. He's been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee in Congress.
1: Yes, that's the latest thing.
0: Because they're saying he, um, he owns statements that he helped finance the rally by finding donors to finance the January 6th insurrection. They want to ask him. I mean, what the fuck? It says here, one family since Sandy Hook happened has moved 10 times since the shooting because people keep harassing them. What kind of animal harasses? People who lost their 6
2: who lost a child, yeah.
1: I mean, you got to be nuts. This is a crazy story. How does that get you on somebody's radar to harass?
0: I got some tape of uh, the real Alex Jones, not the fake one, um, explaining his summary, his side of the case. But I don't, I, I never know what the fuck Alex is talking about. This anyway.
6: is not my battle. This is not my war. This is kind of like a rabid chihuahua that has rabies is biting me in the leg and i've got a pack of wolves tearing my children apart that's the allegory i've got to deal with the wolves
0: anyway that was his what? one of his i don't know is that a sure. defense i'm not sure that's an allegory even but <laughs> i don't know what's going on there but it's a wild story it is a wild fucking story and um and then Alex responded to the subpoena for January 6th. Here's his response. But I don't understand he said it's a McCarthyism. i got
1: pack of wolves after me. Now, what he, did said, he, say he, said,
0: he said uh, this is McCarthyism and that McCarthy did the same thing to people.
6: This is a criminal subpoena. This is something that Joseph McCarthy did to a lot of people in America. And it turned out some of the people he was targeting are actually guilty. we talk about January 6th. This is even worse than what Joseph McCarthy did. And I believe he went too far. This is the absolute declaration of war against the American people and against free speech.
1: No, against you. (laughs) (laughs) One of
0: the things, one thing I love is guys who have never been in the military talk about all the wars they're involved in. Yeah. You want to be in a war. I got a military you can join. that They'll send you right off and let you fight in a real war. With bullets and everything.
1: Alex Jones is not going to war. I've seen him. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to war.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so uh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, defamation lawsuits, congressional subpoenas. Oh, uh, this is kind of weird. Alex then, he took out, he went berserk on Gene Simmons of Kiss for some reason. What did Gene do? (laughs) Uh, Gene was on, Gene recently said that anti, you know, people who don't take the vaccination are evil and delusional. Yeah. And Alex found out about this. I don't know where, I don't know how he would hear Gene Simmons because this was part of a, um, an interview that Gene did on a podcast called talk shop live.
1: He must be into all of those podcasts.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not listening to podcasts, but I guess he is. And and so Gene said something about anti-vaxxers are evil, and then Alex Jones went berserk.
6: I've got a very important message for Gene Simmons. You claim that we're evil because we don't want you and Big Pharma to literally rape us with your frankenshot GMO. That is a declaration of war against humanity, Simmons, and you're on the wrong side of history. And the war. good news is people that serve evil like you and all you old boomers that love the New World Order, all you leftists, are going to be in their fucking graves soon. You're not going to eject my children with your fucking poisons, you piece of shit. And you and your fucking band are going to burn in hell before you ever get control of this nation. And I want to apologize for using French to talk about you because you are a stupid, arrogant, Hollywood wow. piece of shit. And you want to wow. kill me and my family with your goddamn poison? I pray God strike you and your scumbag family down before my family dies. I hope Yes, you your family is so much better than Gene family. So you keep sucking <laughs> Satan's cock because that's all you'll ever do. You're a failure. And you're cut off from God. Burn in hell.
1: Ooh,
0: he's pissed.
1: What God is he talking about?
0: Well, let me tell you something. For the record, Gene didn't even mention Alex's name. He... He made his comments on this podcast, Talk Shop Live. He was discussing how vaccinations were required for the upcoming KISS cruise. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he was talking about. You
1: got to have your shot for the cruise.
0: Here's what he actually said. I uh,
7: worked with Howard. I remember Howard. Oh, Oh, wait. That's not a
0: clip. Oh, I'm coming to that clip. That's a clip I'm playing you later. That isn't Gene Simmons. Here's Gene Simmons.
7: Couldn't
8: come as easily on the cruise because you had to have been vaccinated. I don't care about your political uh beliefs you are not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional of course this whole idea this delusional evil idea that you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible we gotta you gotta identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open so you know who they are if you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated you are an enemy. Stay away from evil people who don't care about your health.
0: Yeah, I'm with Gene on that. Well,
1: one. They, they're stupid. They're not evil,
0: right? <laughs> I think I have to be a Kiss fan now because uh, I'm. A, I find myself a great magician. Concert,
1: it'll be sick. Yeah. I'm getting on the yeah. cruise.
0: <laughs> You're going on the
2: cruise. Gene's looking vacation. out for us. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so I, I just, to today the guys were filling me in, filling me in that Alex Jones is now, uh, the grieving parents are going after him. Aging rock stars and makeup are going after him. They got, uh, <laughs> I the, mean, you,
1: all, all the made up, uh, kiss bands are
0: going yeah, after him. Yeah. Every, Everyone, everyone's out to get him. <laughs> uh, the January 6th committee. Uh, don't ask.
1: Well, it couldn't happen but, uh, to a better person.
0: I mean, I needed a whole fucking briefing on what Alex Jones is up to. Yeah, he's been busy. he have been busy. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. What? I knew this was going to happen. You know who that is? Who? Alex oh, Jones. Yeah. Here we go. Aren't you
6: busy?
9: <laughs> Infowars.com. Infowars.com. We are at war, people. They lied about the franken shot. They lied about the Afghanistan baby trade. And now this is what the globalists do. They lie about me. They talk about January 6th, which I was barely even at. I think I was there on the 8th. They want to set us up to go into FEMA prison camps. And they're going to come for you too, Stern, if you don't say no to the medical martial law.
0: Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Well, I I want to give you an opportunity to explain all everything that's going on. I, I I did a summation. I I think I'm the only guy covering you, to be honest. But I want to give you an opportunity to speak to the people. Why not? I I'm interested in what you got to say.
9: What's going on is it's clear as day. They, they put these stupid ass lawyers against me who, who don't know their head from their goddamn ass. And the problem is the globalists are winning the cases. They're going through this because Soros corralled the kangaroo court. They, quick, they, they cook the books, They do the spreadsheet scans. Listen, you put me in court against these people. My IQ has been tested. I'm well above 290. I'm smarter than any lawyer that I've ever met. If you've seen my depositions, you would know it's masterful what I do when I'm in there. So you have to know that this is Fauci. This is the deep state. They're all corralled against me because I know what I'm doing in the deposition. Here, Go ahead.
0: Depose me, Stern. Depose me. All right. Oh Well, listen, uh, first of all, I would imagine having an IQ of over 290 is unbelievable, the awareness you must have. Is that because of the products you sell? uh, Have they increased your IQ?
9: The alpha male, the info brain, it's all done very good. But, you know, it's like I always say, (laughs) if you read InfoWars.com front to back every day, it's better than a college education and that's what these lawyers do these lawyers oh you're so smart you went to law school and you had george soros rape your brain with the democrat nazi propaganda trash it's trash don't listen to them don't listen to them and that stupid demon in makeup that fat bloated pervert gene simmons they want to poison you stern they want to poison you
0: it's good to see you in the holiday spirit, Alex, I must say. Uh, but I, well, how did I, you, know, you, you figure sh- that out? <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, depose you. In other words, I'll pretend I'm a lawyer deposing you, and I, I, I want to see how you outsmart the lawyers. Can we do something like that? Go ahead.
9: Get ready All to right. be amazed, by the way, because it, it blows people's minds when they see. They don't understand that I read 240 State Department memorandums per day. Go ahead.
0: Depose me. Depose All right, Mr. Jones, do you admit that you said the sandy hook parents are lying and that they're actors. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <How> about <laughs> that turn,
9: try to answer that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh I see what you did there. Yeah, they they can't they can't really pin you down to anything, you know? But
9: well, you're not you going to pin me down because these rabid chihuahuas that come against me and bite my legs are going to ask me these stupid questions. Here, ask well, another stupid question.
0: All right, I'll, I'll let Robin play a lawyer. Robin, Robin, go ahead. Ask, pretend you're a lawyer, Robin. Depose Alex Jones. Go ahead. He'll show you uh, how do Mr. Jones,
1: would. you don't know if you said this, but we have vi- uh, audio tape from your broadcast talking about the Sandy Hook tragedy. How can you say you don't know what you said?
9: I don't remember talking about... I don't think we even barely spoke about Sandy Hook on the show.
1: Well, we can play you a tape.
9: <laughs> I can play you a tape, too. Here, I'll play you a tape right now. I got tape from my show, <laughs> December 10th. You ready? You want to hear the tape? You want to hear the tape from my show?
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
9: Sandy Hook uh, did happen, and um, <laughs> it was not false flag information. See? I told you I have the tape and I can prove it to
0: you. I got, I got to say something. You knocked that out of the park. I can see why your 290 <laughs> IQ is too high for these lawyers. For example, if a lawyer said to you, uh, Mr. Jones, are you hiding money you made at the expense of these families? How would you answer that?
9: Mm, um, I don't think so. I, I can't remember.
2: Mm. Now
9: can I Can you
1: notice provide you us it- with evidence of your income for the last several years?
9: Mm, i don't know <laughs> um, i notice you have to t- get past me stern i'm playing 5g chess here they got the corporate combine but you're not going to get past me because i'm smarter than any of these goddamn dumbest shit lawyers and i don't apologize for using french to talk about them or you or gene simmons
0: <laughs> and i also and i also notice that you get very calm on the stand and yeah. i answer when i depose you you get very calm I, is that a technique of yours
9: it's a, it's a tech, well, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here i put on a completely different voice you wouldn't even know you know i don't like to tell people about this but i do that i go i don't know <laughs> the, it throws them off it puts them off guard they are used to be coming at damn like like a demon like a wolf
0: all right I give me a like real this. answer here mr mr jones is sandy hook real yes or no
9: yeah i, I yes I believe it is, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> wow, I, I mean, wow, I,
9: wow. The, oh, I mean, there are a uh, lot of oh. questions where you look at the facts about Uh-oh, Who, excuse
0: me, Alex, uh, uh, who's uh, his arch enemy, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. <laughs> Hi, Gene, how are you? Howard, I'm glad you brought him in. It's
8: Gene Simmons from Kiss.
9: Yes. Oh, Gene. Mr. Tongue, Mr. Demon Scumbag. Hello, Demon Scumbag.
8: I, Alex, I don't know why you're coming after me. I'm, you're publicly criticizing me for telling people to get the vaccine.
9: Oh, I'm just telling people to get the vaccine. The vaccine's a damn rat poison, Simmons. It's a rat poison. They want to wipe out humanity. You goddamn dumbass.
8: Alex, well. you make as much sense as Rush Limbaugh when he's detoxing off of Oxy's. Look, you want to hear a real conspiracy theory, Alex? You're in great shape.
9: Please, please. I'm in excellent shape. Everybody knows I'm in great shape. You're some fat old man wearing makeup and high heels, and we're not going to listen to you about health. Simmons, do you hear me, you demon? You scum.
8: You're making fun of my appearance? You look like you snort horse tranquilizers and fuck giraffe pussy.
9: That's how stupid you are. You don't snort, you huff horse tranquilizers, and you don't know that because you wear your dumb clown outfits and you eat bad heads. Listen, I don't listen to you and your goddamn chicken shit music, <laughs> Simmons. F you! F you!
8: <laughs> You know, you're always claiming that you think you know where all the pedophiles are. I think the only reason Alex Jones doesn't fuck kids is because he's too fat to
9: catch them. You want to talk about you want to talk about that that creepy stuff? How about an elderly man who sticks his tongue out like a damn mental patient, scaring the children because you want to worship Soros?
0: I feel. Five guys. I feel like I'm in the middle of Godzilla versus King Kong. The two of you guys I don't even it. know what these arguments are about. Uh, I, whoever well, thought that Gene Simmons and Alex Jones would be at war with one another? It is a war, isn't it, Alex? This is a war. We are at war. We are at war with this
9: right. demonic scumbag. Sure. And we, oh, hold on. Uh oh. The alarm's going off. You know what that means? What's that? that must mean there are alarmingly low prices at Infowars.com. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> right now through the weekend we got half off the ultra force dna shield 90-hour clean energy with vitamins nootropics and paint chips half off x2 iodine toothpaste which doubles as an ant poison it on an anthill they'll die on contact Free store wide shipping with promo code Gene Simmons Baloney Tits at InfoWars.com.
6: InfoWars.com. <laughs> this is ridiculous. InfoWars.com. Howard well, uh,
8: Howard, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think Alex believes anything he's saying. I think he does everything for financial gain. I really well. believe that. And I wrote a book about it, and it's available right now for a limited time. <laughs> Go to kithonline.com, click on Alex Jones' inverted penis, and type in promo code DPLATFORMED.
0: All right. Well, guys, uh, enough of the plugs. I, w- I gave you guys an opportunity to bring your war out onto a, Wait, a Howard, meeting.
9: it's Gene Simmons. I have another plug. Go buy your kiss coffin for when Soros kills your ass, you pathetic son of a bitch. Listen, if there's anything people should take advantage of, it's the Mega Blowout Stocking stuff for Sale. Yo, Yanni, you get 25% off the Liberty Food Buckets, the Rolls Royce of powdered food, and you get the Immunes Cleanse. It's going to wash out the drinkable microchips that they're putting in your water, full of bleach, clean. Out yeah, like a whistle. Triple Patriot points at InfoWars.com. InfoWars.
0: InfoWars. Well, at this point, point it's, it's Howard, gotten... Howard, he
8: doesn't, he doesn't right. care. He, he's only doing it for money. But, Howard, before I leave, can I just mention yep. one thing? Uh, it's dueling plugs here. What is it? It's only 24 more days until Kissmas. So right now, <laughs> for a limited time, get your Kiss... Christmas tree. Your kiss rockin' eggnog recipes with animalized wrapping paper and where do you find it? You go to kissonline.com. You go to kissonline.com because they want lights out for
9: humanity, but you'll never get caught in the dark with the new InfoWars survival flashlight reinforced with high-grade tin foil. Shines at 2 trillion lumens. InfoWars.com 2 trillion lumens. I gotta get
0: that. I don't even know
1: what
0: that is. You know what That Ridiculous. Is. He mean, kills
10: vampires. vampires guess, <laughs> that's
2: how
0: like. Howard Fred, y- yes.
2: I- yes. I know you
8: know
0: this. It's
8: Hanukkah time, or as we call it, Hanukkah kiss time. And for a limited time, surprise the Jews in your life with the Gene Simmons Dreidel. The Rock and Kiss menorah. Forget and the-, the dreidel.
9: You need the Christmas supplies. You need the globalists want to ho ho hold you down. Well, tell them I'll be drinking my Patriot X nine coffee. It's a new batch. It's even better than any of this shit that this chicken shit shit son of a bitch. Gates Simmons is gonna sell you. InfoWars.com. <laughs> uh,
1: wow. Even
0: your music beds are at war, guys. All right, listen. Uh oh. Howard, can I just say one more
8: thing? <laughs> yes. Howard, just just one more thing. One more thing. The Reset Wars
9: defense fund sale. Shut up, Simmons. We're selling everything we have. Am I
8: I getting a cut
0: of any of this? Come
8: on. 25 more days until Kwanzaa. Hello, (laughs) black people. (laughs) (laughs) I know you don't know who I am. My name's Gene Simmons. I'm in a heavy metal band called Kiss. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh,
9: Infowars.com. KissOnline.com.
8: Oh all right. my god all right. listen
9: I gotta go I got a big show today we have uh my hero Randy Quaid, coming on the show today which oh right so infowars.com join the fight join the war we are at war infowars.com all right
0: thank Info you Wars. and Gene thank you good luck with your kiss uh, cruise and kiss Kwanzaa uh thank you very much <laughs> all right. uh, well, kiss, kiss, everything com. <laughs> okay <laughs> bye guys oh, let me try closing the door again there we go all right how much wow. fun was that? That was there you tiring.
1: Go. Those guys can really go on.
0: They're real performers, those guys. <laughs> that's, that's why they're right at the top. Hey now. Love this band. Love the man, Chris Robinson. You know what he told me? The record executives. This is another crazy story. Record executives didn't like his voice when they first put the Black Crows together. They kept trying to get him to change their sound, their image. And he just said, fuck it. Got to be true to what I am. Jealous, jealous again. He's a good guest, too. Like, he comes in, he talks about everything. Yeah. Good band. Good riff. Hey, Brandon, what's up? In Kentucky. Brandon in Kentucky. Hey, now. Hey now, hey
3: now, hey now. Howard, hey now. would you agree hey that Satisfaction by the Stones is the
7: greatest of all time guitar riffs?
0: No, Satisfaction or is you know, <laughs> it's a good riff. It's a great riff, but it is not the greatest riff of all. I can, off the why top do we of my always head, get
1: into these things About the greatest, the greatest, the greatest People need y- to know There are lots of songs you like
0: Let me tell you something uh, People know I'm an expert That's why they call with these things And I'm going to tell you this <laughs> Satisfaction, that's a great riff, don't get me wrong I wish it's I had written it. I could off the top of my head Name to you I think five greater riffs than that I'm going to give you I'll give you Jethro Tull, Aquilon, Snot running down his nose, Greasy fingers smearing shabby clothes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's number one. I mean, I'll now, give you five better. Five better. You ready? Cashmere, Led Zeppelin, I possibly the greatest.
1: Cashmere.
0: That's an incredible song. I was hoping Fred would
2: go boom.
1: Oh, there, there you go. Give Fred a minute. He's a little older now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Fred's very old. <laughs> He's going to go into forced retirement. Yeah, come on. That's better than satisfaction in my mind. How about ACDC, Back in Black? Come on. In terms of great riffs, ACDC, Back in Black, can you give me that? Give us a second. We'll fix it in post. You know that. We tighten everything up.
7: See? That's going to be gone. You're not going to hear that mistake. (laughs) Come on. Listen to this. You guys act like you're spring chickens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Brandon, here, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That. how about how about i got one sweet child of mine guns and roses sweet child of mine come on that's better than satisfaction oh my god thank you robin i I don't need to play it (laughs) what do you mean you got one you had one you had satisfaction i'm giving you sweet child of mine listen to this riff we'll fix this in post That'll be gone in post. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm I'm naming them off the top of my head better than Satisfaction.
1: You haven't said anything about Eddie Van Halen or Hendrix.
0: Or... All right. I'll bring in a special guest. Steve Nowicki is going to come on and play what he thinks is a better riff than Satisfaction. Steve live with his guitar. Go ahead. Oh yeah! <laughs> and, oh, yeah I, was just, I was just warming up. I was going to front that. Nice job, oh, you're
2: dude! Do your David Lee wow,
0: you're getting better, dude. You're practicing, What about non-stop. something
1: from Randy Rhodes? I mean, there's just tons of great riffs.
7: How does
2: crazy bring up? Crazy? Yeah, really.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's close.
0: Close. Dude, you might (laughs) need to start (laughs) a band. (laughs) Listen to it. Come on. Here we go. I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you another one I think. Paul McCartney's Let Me Roll It. I think that's a better riff than um oh, than J- satisfaction. Yeah, you know I love that riff. Yeah. Uh I've told Paul that. Let me roll it. Fred? That's sexy. hit it. Derek <laughs> Cup. You gotta wait for the big moment though. Derek Cups. ready hold on to your jism <laughs> you're gonna blow in your pants right here oh my god hell yeah! come on hell yeah beautiful all right
1: and this is not to say that satisfaction is bad
0: yeah, i'm not saying satisfaction is a bad one but I, I just gave you a bunch that are better you want
9: Also, the Foo Fighters are always overlooked. Like, this is one of the best riffs.
2: Oh, yeah. You
1: forget. There's no many good ones. Hey, I'll uh, give you
2: one.
0: How about, how about, excuse me. Think about Money for Nothing, Dire Straits. That's a better riff. Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free. Can you play that one? I'll pull it up if you want. <laughs> come on, that's a great riff. That's such a great riff that the dude who wrote it, he ran out of shit. You he, he, he never hear from this guy anymore. It's like he disappeared. <laughs> he could, It blew his mind. That he was it. it was the it best thing, thing
1: I'm ever going to write. I quit.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's like, <laughs> fuck you. That's it. I gave you everything I got. I love
1: lawyers, that guns,
0: and money. Hey, you have well, no well, right you to. Sp- you called
1: up about satisfaction, dude. That was your top pick.
0: <laughs> you got yours. I'm giving you mine. I'm on a roll over here.
1: You blew it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the. You blew your load on, on satisfaction. So get ready for it. Here I go. I'll, I'll talk it up. Coming at you, WNBC. My name is Howard Stern. I'm the new morning man at WNBC. We got a great show for you today. And what a day it is. 79 degrees in the Big Apple. You motherfuckers. Here we go. Money for nothing. I'm all jacked up, man. This is all natural. That's right. WNBC, 829 in the morning. 29 minutes past 8 o'clock. mighty
2: blow!
0: I'm all jacked up now. You
2: see?
0: Did you hear that
1: talk-up? Come on! I got you going. Got me going. You could have done a soliloquy. You could have done some Shakespeare. <laughs> I start thinking.
0: I shit my pants during that talk-up. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I just <laughs> obliterated the song. You can tell the time uh, in ways. Traffic on the FDR drive backed up bumper to bumper. That's, I'm going mad over here. I'm talking right over the vocal. I can't handle it. I can't shut my mouth. To be or not to be, baby. Yeah, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether to be a. <laughs> I'm going to read the Gettysburg Address for you right now. I'm so jacked up. It doesn't matter. A chilly 36 degrees outside, and here's the Gettysburg Address. I'm going to read the I've Got a Dream Martin Luther King speech later in the hour in <laughs> <laughs> my deep radio voice. <laughs> Blowing my own mind right here at WNBC. 31 past 8, 831, 29 and 9. Going at you. You're getting the time three ways this morning because of this song, because of this riff. Fuck you, satisfaction. Yeah. Take that, Stay. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Anyway, those you can't are, Leslie uh,
3: West, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Leslie West, uh, Mississippi Queen. How about, how about, let us mention ZZ Top, LaGrange. I was going
2: to
1: say, no ZZ Top?
0: Yeah, coming out your oh, ZZ yeah. Top for my man Steve Nowicki, who fucks like a demon. He fucks so hard. Here he goes. Go ahead. Give me a little LaGrange. Hey, yeah. Uh,
9: Yeah, you know, I just noticed the um the riff in Hot for Teacher is almost like a Lagrange riff when he goes. There you go, and Lagrange is
2: Lagrange is such
9: a great like... song.
0: Do <laughs> you believe that's only three guys? Hell Crazy. yeah! I'll give you another great riff that's better than
1: you that. haven't oh. said Jimi Hendrix. I mean, tons of great.
0: Riffs. Wait, I'm 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 riffing with the riff All right. with Come the on. riffs. <laughs> uh, i can't i'm gonna blow fred's mind apart he can't
7: come up with them that quick by the way nowhere to run uh is the a ripoff actually no satisfaction is ripoff of nowhere to run hey fred let me ask you an honest
0: question yeah who's a better guitar player you or No wiki No wiki's over there pulling now, out he's out of his he, is, now, is he not good. as
7: good as you he's he's different he is of the younger generation He's the way the younger generation swing.
0: I don't know. I, I, this kid's uh, t- he's good. like usurping your he's whole great. role on the show. He, I always went to you for guitar. Well, there you go. Now all well. of a sudden, this young kid comes in here. He's blowing out riffs See, left and right. There this. you go. Watch. I'm I can't believe you didn't grab a
1: guitar and a guitar off,
0: Fred. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I want to see, I want to see a guitar off. I name a riff and
7: then, you know, we'll see.
0: Uh,
7: Fred's a very good kid.
0: Maybe you guys should start That's a band. We'll see. We'll see.
7: I doubt too I that. would say I Fred's think he's, better. He's too. He's, he's too busy building his guitars and uh, going to Van Halen uh, shows and things like that. <laughs> he's really, really, really into it.
0: What see, about? That,
7: that, that's where he's like Eddie, because Eddie would build his own guitars as well. Same thing with Les Paul. He built his own guitars. Uh, Fred, I, uh,
0: I was having fun. You just, uh, I mean, you're going into a whole monologue over here. Okay, I got just All right, here we go. Steve, play. Fred, Fred is an excellent <laughs> guitar player. Fred, you want to play something? Go ahead. You play
7: a riff. I'll give you I don't have a guitar girl. handy. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have a guitar handy. I'll have one next Fred, time. Fred turned into Jim Henson of the Muppets,
0: so he's uh, no longer able to uh, play guitar. There you go. <laughs> I love this man. Kind of hard I like to your glasses, guitar. by the way. Oh, thank you. Brett's got nice glasses. I should probably yes, go to
7: that look. Mm. Who makes those yeah. Fred? Oh shit, I forget. Actually, I'm gonna have to get you the name. I had it. It's upstairs on the case. I'll have to get it later for you and Fred. send it to you.
0: By the way, in just a couple of seconds after I'm done with the riffs, Robin and I are about to celebrate our 40th anniversary together, which, of course, means I completely ignored my 40th anniversary with Fred. No one paid attention to it, so there you
1: Well, go. it's not even our 40th mm. anniversary, is it? Yep. It I is. mean, we're past it, aren't we?
0: No. No. You and me, 40th. The guys did some math. Really? Yep. This is the year. This is it, 40. Big 4-0. You, go. you
1: say so. I got to go along with it.
0: Oh, I ain't saying anything. These guys tell me all this shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> all right, I'll give you one last. R- I'll give you two more riffs that I think are better. All right. Neil Young's Cinnamon Girl. That's fucking awesome. And Killing in the Name, Rage Against the Machine.
1: But you still...
0: Steve, give me any one of them. You Coming at you. Yeah, there you go. And boom.
9: Hey,
0: coming at you city Coming at you. Coming at you where? Stay away from me. Coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. E-e-e. How about Day Tripper from the Beatles? I, I, you know, that is a hell of a riff. Uh, Day Tripper, I don't can you, that's a, well, here, I'll get the riff. Never said anything
1: tomorrow. about Prince. I mean, there's great riffs everywhere.
0: There you go. That's a good riff. Got a good reason for kissing my ass. See? Hey. Oh, Metallica, Master of Puppets, Alice in Chains, Man in the Box is good. You know, all of them. All right, never mind. It's time for us to celebrate. Thank you, Steve, with the guitar over there. Want to play one last riff? Go ahead. Give me the. Give me a great riff. Go ahead. More, More of usually. a
6: lick than a riff. If we're getting give me the
9: with lick. it, but there
2: you go.
0: Ah. 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 Never
1: even mentioned Clapton.
0: Ah. Fuck clapping. He's all anti back. <laughs> Clapton. Bill
1: is a great guitar player.
0: Cream. Love that band. Nice. All right. Thanks, Steve, showing off over there, but he's good.
10: Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Hi- Again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my all mistress. All right. Again,
0: Let's celebrate mistress. our 40th anniversary together. Uh, Gary, he's got some sort of game. I think the point of the game is to show you how little we remember about... Of, our... of the 40 years we've been together. Yeah, we'll see right. how we do. I hope I win. What can I tell you? How I know was this game played?
1: Do we have rules?
11: I- I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, first of all, Tell I'm me. a little worried because I thought these were easy questions mm. and you don't even know that this is mm. a year. <laughs> you don't even know this is your 40th year. So well, who the, the hell
2: Earth's would know that?
0: Here? What do you think? I'm sitting there keeping a diary.
11: Yeah. Well, who's watching?
0: Yeah. Okay. You,
11: happy 40th or happy 40th anniversary, Howard or Robin. You've, you've, uh, you've been together since March 2nd of 1981. Mm. And just to give you an idea, Bryce Dallas Howard was born that day. The number one song in the country was I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. And that same year, there was an assassination attempt on President Reagan. First woman was elected to the Supreme Court. And most importantly, the two of you met each other. I remember that because
0: um, I put out a song parody called I Shot Ron Reagan. Yeah. I shot Ron Reagan, but I did not shoot. Uh, I don't know.
1: Can't remember the words.
0: In retrospect, it was fairly lame, but at the time, very edgy. (laughs) Very, very edgy. Um, Yeah, and... What you know, a-
1: you're trying to remember things. Maybe that's a question. Now I've got the answer.
0: Good. You know what? We'll win. Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> you know what? Love he looked like a fucking night. rabbit, that guy. I remember him. He did. <laughs> Very he <looked> hairy. Like... <laughs> he looked like he could, uh, he could eat a couple of carrots. No problem. Eddie Rabbit.
11: I remember, what happened to that guy? Did he die? He died. He died. The COVID? I'm pretty sure he died. No, it was. I think it was a couple of years before. I remember being kind of um. bummed about it he had, he was,
0: uh, you were bummed out that eddie rabbit died
11: yeah john and i like bad am uh, music and we were just kind of like they wow. were just songs that we grew up with
0: now, there's a fucking headline someone on the planet was bummed out that eddie rabbit was gone okay
1: i'm sure his family is really overjoyed
0: here's the crazy thing you never would have predicted back then 40 years ago robin and i meet ronald reagan get shot and now 40 years later John Hinckley is on YouTube playing his songs, and he's out. Yes. Of, he's he's not even in jail. Go predict that. Go predict that. It's fucking crazy. Think about it.
11: Well, the two of you have been to a lot together, through a lot together over the forty years. You battled with the FCC, Howard. You had a movie called Private Parts. You mm-hmm. both have memoirs and book tours, Robin. You beat cancer, which was amazing. Uh, you dominated terrestrial radio. Just, just and then stick to how I'm to
0: amazing, not Robin.
11: <laughs> And then you got, you found great success at SiriusXM, XM, which is no easy task going over to a new medium. That was a great thing. Right. Nice. Uh, such amazing careers. So, so many incredible moments. And the best part is the two of you seem to remember none of it. <laughs> so we made a game to see who knows the most about their 40 years All together. Right. So here's how the game is going to work. We're going to alternate questions. If somebody right. gets it wrong, the other one can steal the question. Uh, okay. We have some audio questions and John Hine is our judge and our scorekeeper. So I guarantee
0: you, I'm going to tell you right up front. You're not going to need John Hine to keep score because I'm not going to remember anything. I, I never remember.
2: You're just I don't know You're
1: talking about the John Hinckley parody. I didn't remember that. Robin, you win. I, I quit. <laughs> I quit the contest. <laughs>
0: oh, Eddie Rabbit died in 1998 of lung cancer. Oh. I wonder if he was a smoker. Do you worry about that, Gary? Because you smoked pretty heavy. Do you worry
11: you might die of lung cancer? I think, you know, it's funny. I was just filling out some stuff for insurance and it asked, have you smoked like in the last, you know, have you smoked in the last five years? So I, I'm hoping that it's been since 2004 or five. I'm hoping the lungs supposedly can regenerate. So I think yeah. Gary. I'm okay. But yeah, I worry about it sometimes.
0: All right. Okay. <clears throat> I, I smoked ready for to a dive couple in? of years. I worry about it. Robin was a smoker too. No, I smoked I think for she 10 quit. years. Yeah. I smoked a little less. Thank God. Yeah, man, I smoked like a fiend. By the time I met you, Robin, I wasn't even smoking anymore.
1: No, you—I've never seen you smoke.
0: Yeah, you don't want to see it. I'm not very cool. It's not pretty. (laughs) I remember there was a closet. This is—I do remember there was a closet at K Rock that Gary used to hide in and smoke. (laughs)
11: Not not only did I not hide, but not only did a a lot—I wasn't the only one smoking in there. But it was a tiny little thing. And at one point, I had them run. a wire, you know, so I could go down there and listen to the show while I smoke.
0: <laughs> that's a that's an addict. All right, who starts, Robin or me? Who gets the first well, f- question?
11: First of all, we're going to dive in, Howard. There's a there's a song that you can hit. Clip one. That's a, a song that introduces. I got to hit game. the
0: song. Why do I got to hit the song? It's my. I'm supposed to be a contestant. You guys are. Right now. Out. Welcome Good. to I the Howard busy. and Robin 40th anniversary <laughs> game. Thank you. We're going down
6: memory lane. Covering the good.
0: Robin, you know how much I love you. Forever. The bad. Just shut up, Robin. You sound ridiculous. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> and <laughs> everything in between. It was crazy. My breasts <laughs> are fully exposed. I'm fart oh, Why are
2: you... Are you
6: yeah, it that? is nuts. And now your host of the Howard and Robin 40th anniversary game, oh. Gary Bababui Delabate.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> I didn't know. Or Mayim Palalik.
11: All right, so we're going to go uh, ladies first. Robin, you're going to get the first question. All right. When Howard got fired from WNBC in New York for being too much of a liability in 1985, you both took over afternoons at New York's K-Rock. Who knew that? Who was the morning man when you started at K-Rock? Oh, that's easy. Jay Thomas. Oh, come on. Even I knew that. That is correct. Here's a clip of Jay's debut when he came to work at Sirius. Jay thought he was going to be broadcasting from your studio, Howard, and he was uh, sadly mistaken.
6: Oh, yeah. uh, we thought we were going to use his uh, his studio, but we're not allowed to um, go in there. And um, so, uh, why can't we use the <clears throat> the main uh, studio in there? Why are we using another? I mean, that's part of the fun was that the cameras and the and all
0: the toys and yeah,
6: like and the, and I, I was told that we can't sit in his chair because he's superstitious.
0: Yes. No. <laughs> First of all, I love Jay. Rest in peace, Jay. Jay's you know. Yeah. I gave Jay a job. But, did you uh, tell
1: him he wasn't going to be in the studio? How did he fuck get that yeah. uh,
0: Well, I didn't tell Jay anything. I wasn't going to, you know, sit there and direct him. We had people for that, but no. When I, once I got famous enough, I never again wanted to share a studio with any disc jockey. Early in my career, it was disgusting. You'd go on mic and you would smell the fucking previous disc jockey's sh- shitty breath on the, on the uh, windscreen. <laughs> I used to remove the windscreen, it was so disgusting. Uh, and you know, just even touching the equipment, that's why This jockeys always get colds. but once I got successful, I said, you know what? I think I had read that Rick D's had his own studio. I go, that's a damn ass good idea. No one touching my setup, no one touching my equipment, no one touching the, um, the, the way I set the compression. I just want everything perfect and nobody is to touch it. Well, no offense to Jay. I wasn't letting anybody in that studio. Yeah, this isn't
1: the Howard 101 studio. Sorry.
0: About no. That. Oh, I like that when you do that. You know what it makes me <laughs> think of? I, I, I imagine something's caught in your throat, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say what. I'm a gentleman. Well,
1: something is caught
0: in my throat. Did you, oh, guys, yeah. ever, did
11: you guys ever figure out, like, wh- what is your theory on why it sounded you got like, there was from?
0: triple load caught in that throat. That's what uh, all the guys were fantasizing. Yes, Gary, what did you say? What, what
11: is your theory whoa, whoa. On, on why you got fired from NBC? Because I got some notes, and there's two different theories. I know why. I,
0: don't, why. I was there. They fired. Is that they fired. Question they brought
11: from the contest?
0: No. <laughs> you just want to know? <laughs> I know exactly why. Randy Barngarten said to me, Grant Tinker and all of them heard you on the air the other day, and you were going to do beastie. He pulled me in his car. He goes, are you going to do bestiality dial-a-date? I go, Randy. I'm just calling it. It's just a guy calling him with his dog, and he's going to meet like a woman who likes dogs. You know what I mean? It's not. No one's going to fuck a dog. Well, these guys are all up in arms. They say this is the last straw. You cannot do bestiality dial-a-date. I go, but it's ridiculous. Nobody's fucking any dogs. Just don't do it. You can do what you want, but don't do that. Well, I heard don't do that. And what I do? I went on the air and I said, okay, <laughs> let's play bestiality dial today. We did it. It was stupid. And they fired me. And Randy had said to me, don't do it. They're going to fire you. Know, you. That's
11: the Randy was, Randy was uh, in an A&E biography on you. And he said uh, NBC felt there was a real potential that they could really be embarrassed by you. get rid of (laughs) him get rid of him
0: well and you know what best thing ever happened to me so there you go and my agent thank you NBC thank you thank you thank you thank you mister (laughs) thank you but uh, my agent uh, Don Buckwald walked in with champagne the day they fired me and he said this is the best thing ever happened to you and I couldn't I I was like this guy may be Maybe he <laughs> Yeah, are Maybe you sure not.
2: you want to put your life in
0: his <laughs> <laughs> hands? Yeah, are you sure <laughs> that's my agent? But it, he was right. He was 100% right. It was the best yes, thing that ever would. happened. Blah, 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 blah. All right, come on. Let's get on with this game. I got I to gotta rack up some points. Robin's ahead.
11: All right, Howard, you're up. There's a question for you. It's a question from Denise Oliver, who is the program director at DC 101, and she introduced the two of you. That's yes. true. Hi,
4: Howard. Hi, Robin. It's See, Denise. Denise Oliver. I introduced you to each other 40 years ago. And I am so delighted and honored to wish you a happy anniversary. Who would have thought 40 years ago that you'd go through all these trials and tribulations and have the incredible success that you've had? And nobody deserves it more. Which comedian marched into the general manager's office at WNBC to tell him to lay off and let Howard do his show? Softball.
0: First of all. Well, yours was easy, too. So,
1: But first of all... <laughs> but I don't want thank you to have easy ones.
0: <laughs> thank you, Denise, for, uh, you know, teaming me up with Robin. She was the... Yes, that I was said, Denise, brilliant. I said, Denise, you got somebody who knows how to talk on microphones? <laughs> she goes, I think I do. I'm going to get you on a phone call with this woman, Robin Quivers. And uh, we made magic right away. So thank you, Denise. By the way, I want to say Denise had... Out of all the program directors I worked for, she had the best body. Oh, vey. <laughs> she would wear beautiful well, outfits.
1: Did you ever? Have, oh, yeah, we did have other women program directors. Did we? Yes, we, we did. We,
0: you know, I tried to start a program director beauty contest. Although <laughs> we had Pat Evans. Pat Evans had a nice body, too. What happened right.
11: to
7: her? She's, uh, um, she's
11: no longer with us, either. No longer oh, with that's us? that's right. Yeah. What a shame. She's a lovely woman. What happened to couple her? A couple years ago. I don't know. Super sad. She, um, she passed.
0: Sorry to hear that. She had a nice body, too. Hmm, That'd be a good matchup, Denise versus Pat Evans. But, you know, (laughs) what are we going to do? We can't do that. You can't have it now. Waited too long. I bet you. Denise married or single? Does anyone know?
1: She's with someone, not married.
0: Yeah, boy. Oh, boy. Somebody's probably having a fun time. (laughs) But anyway, getting back to the question at hand, the comedian who marched into the general manager's office, I've said this many times, was uh, David
11: Brenner. Yes. David Brenner. So, Howard, let Denise give you the answer. Okay. And the
4: answer is David Brenner, who right. I actually worked with later on when he was syndicated by Westwood One.
5: He was a really good guy.
0: He was a great guy. Yeah. What, a, what a mensch. This guy, he didn't have to do it. He said, you know what I just did? I walked into that. He didn't even, I don't even think he told me I heard about it. He go, I walked into that. Dom Sironi's office was that his name? And I said, "You got the greatest radio personality in the world here, and you should start respecting him, and you should start letting him do his thing." And I said, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> but um, yeah, Uh, David Brenner, great guy, treated yeah, me like a, a human thing being. To do. He went in and he stuck up for me. Can you imagine he did that? He didn't have to do that. This guy was a big deal. He was filling in for Johnny Carson. He had he had the world at his fingertips, and uh, he he said some beautiful things to NBC management about me. He stuck oh, he's up for so me.
1: Visited. He just he decided to do that on his own.
0: Used to invite me over to his townhouse like I was a normal person, and let me be part of his parties, like with real guests, famous people. All of a sudden, I was like, "You're kidding me! I feel important." Treated me well. Rest in peace, David Brenner. Best yeah, line he ever had. Either. David famously would, um, he shaved years off his actual age. He wanted to be, you know, young and relevant. He's in show business. He's a comic. So he lied about his age. And one day I asked him about it and he said, Howard, I'm so old now. I hate the age I'm at that I lied about.
11: <laughs> <laughs> you, Howard, you know how people usually take two or three, like a year or two off? I believe he took nine years off his age
0: yeah and he ha he, he i said how old are you he goes, i'm embarrassed to even say no, the I, age i i lie about can you imagine no, <laughs> that was great what did in david brenner like what what hurt him what killed him
11: you should was still be with us. with him too i don't know gary give me an answer I don't remember mm. i thought it was old age gary oh, stop it well
0: yeah i mean the guy could have been 100 years old, <laughs> <That> old. <laughs> who knows one other thing he said to me, I, am, I made a lot of money in my life. I'm going to die broke. And I think he, like, he kind of went I through a lot of money. I think he got
1: that wish too, yeah.
0: Yeah, he did it. He liked to he spend. Did. That guy liked he to did. spend.
11: He lived. He lived in life.
0: He sure did. Are
11: right, you ready for case. your next question?
0: Who's that? Robin, go ahead.
11: Robin, you're up. All right, so, so in 1986, the FCC adopted new restrictions. We got fined a lot. They had a hands-off policy for years. All of a sudden, they were up our ass. Howard got pissed off, and we decided to do uh, an FCC freedom rally. Um, mm. You remember we did that at the UN? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: Dagheimer Hammarskjöld Plaza. Good. That's not the question, but that should have been I know. the question. And, and, you're absolutely right at the UN. And keep
11: giving me answers, uh, Howard. Keep yeah, reading. who
0: cares? Yeah, I'll feed you. Well, <laughs> come over here. I'll feed you. You
11: remember the, ra- the rally was kind of famous for a moment no. where a TV actor that we had invited yelled, uh, fuck the FCC, live on the air. Can you name the actor? Yeah, it was Grandpa Al.
0: Grandpa Al Lewis of the Munsters,
11: of course. That is correct. And here's a clip of Grandpa Al uh, yelling.
3: We're here because we all have a purpose in being here.
5: And that purpose is to say, fuck the FGC.
2: Oh, God.
5: He almost got us fired.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: That went out loud.
1: Get out of here.
3: Oh Grandpa. man! Whoa. Oh man!
1: And they call us outrageous.
0: He, he didn't understand where, he was. Like, he thought that we were saying fuck on the air, and he wanted. It, it just was all. It was a mess.
1: I think and, I don't know that he didn't just think he was talking to those people in that plaza.
11: <laughs> no, no, he knew we were on the radio. But the crazy thing was because we were doing, uh, you know, again, our technical uh, acumen wasn't that great. Because we were live somewhere that day, we weren't on delay. So right, that, it went like, out. really went out, man. And, and then I think the FCC thought that we were like thumbing our nose at them. It was not a good day. No.
0: David, David Brenner died from cancer, by the way. All right. Come on. Continue the game while we'll, we'll be here all morning.
11: Howard, you're up. Here's a question from uh, Frank Flores, the great former sales manager at Rock. All right. Hi, Howard and Robin. This is Frank Flores. And I want to wish you a
9: very happy anniversary.
11: On the show,
9: I told Howard and Robin about an out-of-body experience I had had. Following a surgical procedure. What was the procedure?
0: Oh, I'll never forget. When I hear the name Frank Flores, I remember exactly the story because it fucking gives me the chills. My man was having dick problems and uh, he said to me, I'm uh, uncircumcised. I'm going to go get a circumcision. And Frank, as a grown man, good looking dude, too. Frank went ahead and got an adult circumcision. He said it was so fucking painful that, it, you know, he says, that's why they circumcise. He says, when you do it to babies, they don't have a memory of it. But um, Frank, um Frank's the man. I love that guy. Frank Flores, great guy. Here's something about him. He left uh, our radio station to become chief revenue officer at the Spanish Broadcasting Systems and then head of sales for National Latino Broadcasting. So, uh, yeah, I spoke to him. Pioneer. I spoke to him
11: last week. He's um he's uh not only substitute teaching grade two through eight, but he and his daughter started the first organic hair salon in New Jersey. So oh, kidding kidding organic hair salon!
0: What's he doing? Why did he leave radio
11: teaching for organic for organic hair he's, salon? He's, I think he's like semi-retired. How old a guy is he? I don't know. I, th- I my vague recollection was he was like close to forty when he had the circumcision. And that would have been, like, in the early 90s. So he could be close to 70. Did you ever want to fuck him, Robin? Because he was a oh, good-looking dude. cute. What are you talking we, about?
0: You had a little crush?
1: Sure. You like, know, I see Frank come around?
0: <laughs> sometimes I'd see your eyes light up when I saw Frank walk around. <laughs> 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 fuck me. Yes, Robin, of course. But he fuck was um, married. He's, uh, yeah, of course. He would never cheat. But, uh, yeah, Frank Big, Flores. Big dick energy. The guy's so teaching, substitute teaching, he was a great salesman. What, what, yeah. you know, what Shows you how the radio business loses a lot of good people. This guy, he, you know, he was a hustler. And I mean that in a good way. And, uh, yeah, he had big dick energy, but he got that thing circumcised. The motherfucker, <laughs> this, the horror <laughs> story.
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Rob. He was in terrible pain. <laughs> that Benus, is the correct penis, answer.
11: Penis. That is the correct answer. and Frank can tell you himself that that's the correct answer. The answer is? Circumcision.
0: All right, of course. We're never going to forget that. These, yeah. <laughs> these are easy. Go ahead, Robin's up.
11: All right, Robin, you're up. So you know, in October of 2004, we announced we were going to uh, we're leaving terrestrial radio and going to Sirius Satellite Radio. But we had like 14 months left, and uh, the company didn't want us promoting that we were going to this new place. So we were instructed not to say the word Sirius on the air at all. What did we say? St- what did we say instead of Sirius?
0: Ooh, I know that. Now
1: we're getting tough.
0: I see. I'm going to steal.
1: Yeah, because you used to say it all the time. I didn't have to say it.
0: Yeah, you should have paid attention, though. We all said <laughs> <Huh.
1: laughs> Yeah, but he said it all the time because he'd right. start a conversation about that other place.
0: See, and this is why I don't want to
1: call it.
0: I don't want to play against Robin. She starts getting upset if she loses. So give her no, that. No, no. I need an answer.
1: I'll be fine. I'll an give you okay. All right. All right. I I don't remember.
0: Alright, I okay. got a steal. Howard, you can steal it. We used to be on K-Rock Radio. They didn't want me saying the name. Eh, so I said, eh,
11: eh, eh. Well, let's play the answer. Yeah, we're moving to... Eh, eh, You're
2: going
0: to be I would never
1: remember that.
0: Really? Geez, I'm, I'm no. kind of proud I got one right that you didn't, you didn't remember. Okay. Now now I go again. I could really move ahead.
11: So, John Hyme, what's the score? Mm. Uh, Gary Howard is in the lead, 3-2. to two. Robin. He was high. And now you have you, now you have a question, Howard.
0: Nice. I'm not going to get it right, so Robin won't feel bad. I'll no,
11: no, be. no. Stop it.
0: You know how you get You like to win.
1: You never win any contest you have with me, so <laughs> this will
11: be the one. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Go ahead, Gary.
11: Okay, so Private Parts was a book you wrote in 1993. It debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, In 1997, Private Parts was turned into a movie directed by Betty Thomas, produced by Ivan Reitman. Howard Robin and the staff play themselves. During the filming of Private Parts, what famous band member thought Mary McCormick, who played your wife in the movie, was in fact your real wife?
0: Jeez, Robin, you're going to be able to steal. Band member. Let me think. Band member. Somebody thought I was really married to Mary. In other words, uh, that was my wife playing my wife. Yes. Geez, I mean, I don't, I would have no idea. Let me, I'm going to take a guess though. I know ACDC was in the movie, Slash was in the movie, The Snyder, uh, Flavor Flav. There was a lot of rock stars in that movie, especially the opening scene. Um can I call a friend? No? No, it's okay. not the billionaire. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh Angus Young of ACDC. I don't know.
11: That is not correct, Robin. Here's your chance to steal. And get back to even.
0: Correct. You know who you should say, Robin? I'm thinking maybe <laughs> Ozzy. Well, I'm helping you. I don't okay. want you to lose. What about Ozzy was in the movie? Ozzy's, you know, Ozzy's like, what the fuck? Ozzy Where was am I? in the movie. Yeah.
1: But I'm going to say, yeah, Ozzy's a good one now.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping you get it right. that to help. See
1: me All right, I'm going to say Ozzy. All
2: right.
11: And sadly, you are both incorrect, although, Howard, you were so close. You picked the wrong member of ACDC. It was Brian Johnson. Here's Uh. Brian explaining what happened.
9: The funny thing was, you know, I've got to tell you this, and, you know, I feel a bit of a chump, but the the lady, uh, the, the pregnant lady
4: that played his wife... I really did think it was his wife, <laughs> and I struck up a conversation. And I said, "It must be, it must
9: be mad, but you know, it must be crazy being mad. And it wasn't until about five minutes later she said, I'm just an actress. I'm not his wife." I felt like a complete twit.
0: You know what's sad about that story? I thought she was my real wife. <laughs>
1: The, the I started to believe. Brian also thought she was pregnant.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a big pillow in
1: there. He went for the whole thing.
0: <laughs> the best thing Mary McCormick has ever done, and she's had a very good career. But um, we used to put her in the pregnant outfit for the movie, and then when it was downtime, she'd walk out on the street in Manhattan and light up a cigarette yeah, while she was and, in the pregnant and outfit
1: with that big belly.
0: <laughs> and I, I wish I had film of it. People would shoot her looks because she's smoking with her baby. And it was, you know, it was like a big nine-month pregnancy. And they, and one woman came up to her and said, shame on you. You're a <laughs> pregnant woman. They were yelling at her. I was laughing my ass off. It was the greatest Howard, thing I ever saw. Yeah.
11: Before, before Mary knew she was going to be a star in the movie, she talked in an interview about getting the script for the movie. She said, I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't do Howard Stern's movie. I was almost insulted. I was like, is this the only thing I can get?
0: Meanwhile, she loved it. She loved it. And she was great in it. You know why? You know, some people have said, I read an article, they said that Mary McCormick is the greatest actress that ever lived, even better than Meryl Streep, because she had to act like she was attracted to Howard Stern. (laughs) And they said that's Oscar worthy. She should have gotten the Oscar for that role.
1: Shame on you.
0: Yeah. It was make scenes. She had to go vomit several times during the making of the movie. It was very, very difficult for her. But, uh, yeah, she great, great you. woman. I love her. I do love her. I-, I started to, you know, I didn't know anything about acting, so I go, well, she's playing my wife. I love her. And I fell in love with her. That was it. <laughs> I was like, are we going to go home after the shoot and maybe make love? What, where was, are no, you I'm going?
1: Here. It's time to go home, honey. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you got to make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you got chores. Uh, great woman i still see mary to this day
1: yeah
0: yep. now she got three kids
1: she didn't have husband. any she didn't have a husband she didn't have anything
0: oh she but was she knew her she had back a boyfriend then. she had a boyfriend yeah but said, he
1: didn't last
0: <laughs> that, that's because of me i said listen i think you're my wife and you shouldn't be dating <laughs> you shouldn't be dating <laughs> yeah very sexy woman what can i do but, uh, you know,
11: Howard, do you remember? Um, and she talked about it on our show in 2003. Julia Louise Dreyfus actually tested for the part, but did not get it.
0: That's not exact. Well, uh, all right, let's let's say that. That's what she, she
11: said on the show. She. When did well, you call her? Julia Julie, Louise Dreyfus. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Louis. Louis Dreyfus.
0: Louis. Not Louise.
11: Julia Louise.
0: <laughs> Blue, Julia Louise Dreyfus.
11: <laughs> You're the host. Gary you can't get
0: that <laughs> you don't know it's julia Louie dreyfus It's julia Louie. like louis 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 a. oh yeah she's terrific she was yeah we actually did a screen test together the, the truth is she would have had the part she had something going on in la she's being nice you know she would and then they said well we got to go find someone and then mary got it because you know she was so good she she was really good. But uh but that's true. Julia Louis Dreyfus. There's I got film of us actually doing some scenes together. But she's she's a lot shorter than I am, too, Julia Louis Dreyfus.
1: Would that have been difficult? Were they gonna put you in a truck in a ditch or they were gonna put you her her on a box? To- I
0: said to Ivan, she's I mean, I love her, but don't we look a little awkward together? She he goes, We'll put you we'll put her on a box, put you in a ditch. She's a big name. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, Doc, no, yeah, that, that's a true story. All right, what else you got? Well,
11: what's let's up? get an update on the score. John, what's the score?
0: Score. Gary Howard leads three to two, but Robin's up, and she can tie things up right now. Never mind I. an update on the score. What's an update on the date? I feel like I've been sitting here for
2: 17
1: minutes. <laughs> yes, we're at our 31st anniversary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Robin, All right here, Robin, here
11: you go. Here's a question for you from Mark Chernoff, Program Director at rock from 89 ah. to 93, although he went on to be the Program Director of WFAN for nearly 30 years, and he has a question for you. Right.
5: Happy anniversary to both of you. This is Mark Chernoff, a former Program Director at 92.3 rock. Remember way back when every year K rock ran the Hunger-Thon, which was to raise money for hungry people um, around the New York metropolitan area and even around the country? And I had asked you if you would participate. And you said, sure, I'll get Robin to participate and Fred to participate. We'll help donate a lot of money. But you said, we need you to do a couple of things in order to get the donation. Can you name those two things? <laughs> I remember
1: two that. things. I remember the big thing.
0: Yeah, that's what I remember.
1: Let's see. It the, was big. The, the big thing was showing Howard his penis.
0: Yeah, the prog- he was the program, right? I said, you got to show me your penis. What was the other thing? What else? Oh, I know what he had to do. I know what he had to do. I got this. Oh, I'm gonna...
1: darn it. So I shouldn't have... Well, I... you
0: knew it anyway.
1: So wait a minute. What was the second thing?
0: I know it. Oh, you're in trouble. I got it.
1: Yeah, because I don't know. Final okay. answer, Robin? Yes. Howard, you can steal. So...
0: Mark Chernoff Can I have was our program point? director. <laughs> Give her a half a point, please. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear <laughs> complaining. Um, no, you got you to gotta hear this. First of all, Mark Chernoff was our program director. And, you know, I always thought Mark was a nice guy and everything, but I didn't think he'd go very far. And um, he was not only the program director, but when he left us, he went on to program WFAN, the All Sports Station in New York, and became the general manager. And he, Yeah, for a while, our...
1: I think he was programming... Two stations,
0: yeah, and then became the
1: general manager. See, had I don't an remember all that. For, the second yes. thing of this contest, I don't. And did he you know
0: his to... son? His son is a big deal. Yep, in sports, yeah. right? What is his sports, son do? His son is the
11: general manager of the. Uh, I was I was communicating with Mark, the Cleveland Indians, but that's no longer correct because as of next season, they are changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. But he's, but the, he's general the general manager of a wow. major league baseball team. But Mark just yeah. got inducted into the. And I never heard of this before. He told me the New York State Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Am I in that? We're not in no. that. I, never, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Robin, I think you're in it. I'm not. Um, by the way, when Mark left uh, WFAN, they named the studio after him after he retired. That's nice. Is Mark. that right? He's a nice guy. So here's the story. Uh, he wanted us to be part of this charity event. I said, you got to do two things and we'll, we'll raise a bunch of money. One, you got to show me your cock which was the biggest mistake ever. It was so embarrassing.
11: I. It
1: was bad that, for both of you.
11: Yeah, well, I thought it would be funny on the air. And can I jump in? It was bad no. for all three of us because okay. you, you, was you, said, well, you said, yeah, Gary, was you have to there. come in so it won't be weird. <laughs> it only made it weirder. <laughs> like that would Gary, make it not weird.
0: <laughs> it was Gary, Mark, and I. We walked into the bathroom, and it was Yeah, I weird. remember
1: the echo, you know, because you were in this bathroom. It was and horrible. you broadcasting back to me.
0: It was horrible. And the dude opens up his pants and he's standing there showing me his dick.
1: It was so and, uh, humiliating. It was so frat boy.
0: And he's a sweetheart of a guy, Mark Chernoff. Love him. And uh pleasure to work with. Not a pain in the ass. Smart guy, toe, And I'm like, there's a the guy's penis. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what am I doing with my life? But the <laughs> other thing I made him do, which was even worse. What? This guy had a mustache. And I told him, you want to be you want us to do this you got to shave your mustache into a hitler mustache a full <laughs> hitler mustache and walk around for 24 hours with that hitler mustache and he fucking did it and i felt so oh bad because God. you know the guy was just trying to raise money for charity and
1: uh, well, he but did it he he cared about that charity and how well they did so much
0: it was funny as hell go ahead gary
11: so howard let's see if you got the point mark give us the answer And the answer is I had to walk around the radio station
5: for a day with a Hitler mustache, and I also had to expose myself to you in the men's room at K-Rock.
0: Oh, my God. You know, I forgot about the Hitler mustache thing. The penis thing. Well, you remembered
1: it. Who's feeding you answers? Your memory's
2: not that good. No,
0: stop it. I remember (laughs) because you weren't, I felt so bad for the dude. I stayed all day and watched him walking around with that Hitler mustache. I had to see what I had, you know. It's like watching TLC. You know it's wrong, but you have to stand there and watch it.
11: <laughs> he had to go into meetings with jocks and tell them what to do. He had to go meet with salespeople. He had to go meet with clients. It was ridiculous. Yeah, the day just, went
1: on. All those appointments and meetings he had continued.
0: <laughs> and he had that Adolf Hitler mustache, that little square. Holy shit.
1: I don't know how I he felt- did it. I really don't. Oh, I mean, my God. I you thought- don't need... Even- just exposing himself was so humiliating i don't know how he made it through the rest of the day
0: jewish employees were crying they were so upset
11: (laughs) i felt bad because i reached out to him you know said hey we're doing this 40th anniversary we're doing trivia you know would you be part of it and he's such a nice guy and he immediately responded with sure i guess i'll always be remembered for two things (laughs) so he knew already before we even gave him the question
0: I'll bet you there's a lot of dudes at WFAN that didn't realize that I put him in a Hitler mustache and saw his cock. <laughs> you know, they see him as they see him as a very professional. I bet his son doesn't even know that.
1: Thank goodness that era is over yeah. so that he doesn't have to walk around humiliated again today.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh is the game over? Are we still going to no, got
11: a couple, more, a couple more questions? But you're okay. up now. Harold. You're
0: up. <laughs> OK. Oh, good.
11: You remember our old buddy, Mark Coppola, He worked with us, uh, did various shifts at K-Rock in the late 80s and early 90s? He was an occasional guest on the show, and this next question is from Mark.
10: Hi, I'm Mark Coppola. Cope, Howard, Robin, congratulations on your anniversary. This is big. It's huge. My question for you is, I once brought a relative of mine to see the show. Howard and Robin, you were talking about them on the air, and they were hearing it, and they almost walked out of the building. Who was it? Oh.
0: First of all, Mark Coppola... Is a, a, a disc jockey. He's been working a long time. I know he used to work with us, but he also worked at, uh, that other rock station. Q104. Q104. Not PLJ. Oh, I think he did work at PLJ. At he might have worked at PLJ. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but the thing, he's a Coppola for real. He's, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Yeah. And, uh, he, now uh, this is a tough question for me because I got two answers I'm mulling over. Get out. I know. Well, let me let me think it through out loud. I'm telling you but what you I'm are thinking. Right
1: now I'm thinking of the other one. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm thinking about Talia Shire who is in the Rocky movies. She, she plays Rocky's wife. That was his relative. And that's
1: Francis Ford Coppola's sister, right?
0: That's right. has Talia. And then he also his brother is Nicolas Cage. Yes. So Gary's question is, who did uh, Mark Coppola what bring relative? to a <sighs> fuck could have either. I know I've had Nicolas Cage on the show, I think. But was it Nicolas Cage or Talia Shire? And I think she's been on the show, too. This is tough. So Francis Coppola's g-
11: been on the show, Howard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
11: All, all three Coppola, of the but, relatives but have but been on did, the show.
0: He didn't bring in Francis Ford Coppola. It's, right. um, it's either Talia Shire or... Well, I don't want to drag out the show. So I'm going to say Mark Coppola brought in talia shire
11: let's let mark give you the answer
10: the answer is aunt tally as you would call her talia shire who played adrian and rocky and connie and the godfathers and she i don't know what you guys were saying but whatever it was she got really scared and got into the elevator got all the way down the lobby and gary had to go down and get her to bring her back he's really nice he's really okay you know so it was pretty funny
0: so, what wow. is uh, Mark saying? Mark saying that. Uh, she almost she came... walked
10: out before
1: she did the show and he. She got in the elevator. Had go get her.
11: I had to put, Howard, I, I put my foot in the elevator door. The door was closed. Yeah. I put my foot in the door. And because she, she was waiting outside and you were just. I think the whole rap that you used to do was that in any other family, Mark would be a star. But in that family, he's like the loser of the family. And I think it bummed <laughs> uh, her out.
0: That ain't right. He's no loser. He, he had he's a no very good radio ball. career, he's no loser. Still does.
11: Howard, he's on, like, five yeah. stations. He's on, like, I think he's on Q104. He's on Light FM in New York. He's on KGB in San Diego, and he does some stuff for iHeartRadio.
0: Oh, he's you what. the only
1: DJ working.
0: Yeah. He, you know what it is?
1: He
0: he's really, he's taking over radio very quietly. <laughs> uh, but nice guy, Mark Coppola. always liked working with him. And, uh, yeah, I just remember being very attracted to Talia Shire. I thought she was hot. I thought maybe she was beautiful. I was carrying on too much, but who knows? All right, I got it right. That's a miracle. That was a tough That's one. That's
11: crazy. I certainly thought you'd go with Nick Cage.
0: I almost did. 50-50.
11: We have a couple more again. questions. A couple more questions. Robin, would you like to try one more? Yeah, might as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think my rap on Mark Coppola was, you know, what a fucking bitch life can be. Because Mark, as, as, as Gary points out, You know, getting a job in New York radio and maintaining a career in radio is really not easy. Radio stations replace people on a whim. And so the guy has a tremendous career going. But the fucking bad luck is he's got Nicolas Cage, Talia Shire, and Francis Ford Coppola, and even Francis Ford Coppola's father, who's his, you know... He's a famous conductor. There's
1: a couple of other kids, you know, like one of Francis's sons is a director. Sophia is a director. You know, she's been nominated for an Academy Award.
0: So I'd say to Mark, I go, Mark, this is fucking bullshit. (laughs) You're you're really successful. But unfortunately, you're around. It's like people who get on an airplane. They die. They're famous. But somebody more famous is on the airplane. And And they don't even
11: get written about.
0: You don't even get a mention because they're yeah. real you, famous. But you,
11: you know what the example of that is? Farrah Fawcett, I think she died like six days before Michael Jackson. Yeah. So everyone was about Farrah and then everyone forgot about her. It was all about yeah, Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, Farrah Fawcett got hosed. People were really carrying on about Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson dies and that's it. You don't hear a word about her. And um, that's what I was telling, um, you know, Mark Coppola. But anyway, yeah, it's Robin's turn. Go ahead, Gary.
11: Okay, Robin, you remember, uh, our old general manager from K Rock, Tom Chisano. Howard and Tom had some legendary fights over content disagreements. But here's a question about a crazy fight that Tom had and lost.
5: Hi, Howard. Hey, Robin. It's Tom Chisano. Uh, one of the great privileges of my life is working with the two of you for those 20 years. Congratulations on making it for 40. I'm shocked that you put up with him for that long, Robin. I, I love you both. <laughs>
10: It's a historical career the two of
5: you have carved out. My most embarrassing times was when I revealed that I had gotten so angry I had broken my hand in a very oh. embarrassing way. How did that happen? He
1: got into a fight with his suit. <laughs> he got, She's right. He
0: got a, into a fight. He went into his closet and he beat up his suit, his, his jacket, and he punched it but the wall was right there
5: and he broke his yeah. hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> he
0: well, I remember here, that. Here's
11: Tom, here's Tom to give the answer.
5: I had punched out my suit that I was hanging up to get ready for work the next day. My poor wife, she heard me punch the suit, came around the corner. I, I knew I'd done something really bad to my hand. I'm now sitting in a bathroom trying to run cold water on it. And Penelope comes around the corner, looks at me and I just looked at him and said, not now.
0: Mm. <laughs> we goofed on him relentlessly. For, for, yeah,
1: because he got, came in with his arm in a sling or something, or a cast yeah. on his hand.
0: And he goes, "I got into a you know, I I, I punched my suit." I go, "You got into your, a fight with your suit and you lost. That's <laughs> embarrassing." <laughs> Even I win when I box my suit, <laughs> I win.
1: Yeah, your suit has never taken you down. My,
0: my suit didn't break my hand. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, you know. It's funny. I'm still in touch with Tom Chiasano. We email each other a couple of times a week. Uh, love the guy. And week. Yeah, I hear from Tom all the time. Or Penelope, she still does art. And uh there's a guy, a survivor, while we were working with him, he got stage 4 cancer. They put him it's a crazy story. They put him in the hospital. They put him in some kind of program that was experimental. It was, it was an,
1: uh, one of those trials, you know, trials. Where they're testing a drug to see if it'll work on a particular kind of cancer.
0: They put him in the trial. They had about 13 people in the trial to try out this new drug because they basically, he had stage four cancer. He was a goner.
1: Well, you remember, he kept getting it removed and it kept coming back. You know, he struggled with it a long time. And then they finally were like, there's no, we don't have anything else that we can cut out. We now have to, you know, we only have chemo or whatever. And so he tried all those things. None of them worked. And they put him in the trial.
0: Put him in the trial with 13 other people. All the people died except for Tom. The drug worked on him completely cancer-free guy, still alive.
11: Hasn't and, had uh, another outbreak. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Knock,
0: Knock on wood. And, and, and,
11: and, you know, I'll give you a cool fact about him. He's he's really into giving back. So he, he's in his 12th year. He volunteers at Sloan Kettering, where he talks to people who are sick and, you know, tries to guide them through it and, and give them uh, moral support, which I think is really cool.
0: He's a good dude. Good-hearted guy. Good-looking guy. Every girl wanted to dude. fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, he might be telling for wife-
1: you now, Robin. Out to... to this great lunch every year at the Four Seasons.
0: Didn't you want to have sex with him? You did, right?
1: Fuck me. Well, again, don't you want to have have sex with every good-looking person?
0: Yeah, I'm asking you about time. You wanted to fuck his brains out from what I remember. He was gorgeous. He was like a movie star. Women would walk in and melt. It was like
1: you've got a model for a general manager.
0: Yeah, and even his wife, his wife was like uh, a hot flight attendant, and yeah. he picked her up on a plane because he was a good-looking dude, and that Could was I, why hey, I was angry got with him. In your pants? Yeah, I was angry with him because you know you think everything
1: happened in his life easily.
0: Yeah, I was like, he stole my face.
11: <laughs> he did something really nice for us. I don't know if you guys remember when we left K Rock. I was just looking the other day, and I found it. He gave us all, like, a super expensive Tiffany watch engraved to commemorate our time together at k He did? I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. Where's mine? I didn't I get mine. I don't know. Yes, everyone uh, got one.
0: We probably Well, we,
11: who took mine?
0: I know who took it. You probably threw it right out.
11: <laughs> Captain <laughs> Venice out probably wearing that. it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she doesn't know. All right. Uh, is that, did I win yet, yeah. or what? In
1: my position, well, yeah, you but, have won.
11: Well, hold I've on. Won. What's the score, John?
7: <laughs> we both want to lose. Howard is up. Howard, you're up five to three, and you've only missed one question so far. Hmm.
11: But, Howard, I want to throw one more question at you because the guy asking it is so awesome. So can I just give you one to end the game? Yeah. Uh, You remember when we were at K-Rock, we had an engineer, uh, Steve, better known as Woody. He was our fake Woody Allen. (laughs) Uh, Steve is not a performer. He just naturally talks like Woody Allen. Uh, He began working at K-Rock in 1967 when it was W-H-O-M. And he was there until 2008, and here is Wood Yee's question. Happy
12: anniversary, Howard and Robin. Your audience knows me as Wood Yee, but you know me as Steve the Engineer. Howard, you, famous, you famously threw funerals for radio imitators as you blew up across the country. In this case, it was the Cleveland funeral. You defeated John Langan, the morning host of WMJI which performer played at the Cleveland funeral and was later inducted into the
1: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, boy. Gee, who is First Oh, my all,
1: God. You don't, know, you don't remember this one?
0: Well, give me a second. I think I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at Woody doing the question, so i got to get over that. <laughs>
1: now you got to think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love Steve. Steve, the engineer, worked with us a long time, and he sounded like Woody Allen. And the question is, when we were in Cleveland... Who played the funeral? There was a band that played the funeral. Is that the question? What band played the funeral?
1: It was what band or performer played the funeral. Holy fuck.
0: What band in Cleveland? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He was in Cleveland. I was telling him about the funeral, but...
11: Which performer played at the Cleveland funeral and was later inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
1: Okay, Gary, come on, give me a chance to steal one.
0: Ah, uh, wait, well, hey, you're gonna—he could say it 20 times. You could still steal this. Let me think. I got to come up with an answer. This is embarrassing. It was a lot of pressure that day. Our lines had gotten cut. Yeah, I'm trying to
4: think, but nothing
0: happens. Somebody was nice enough—a rock and roll. Now, the only guys that I could think of and i'm making up an answer let me think out loud uh joe walsh is a good friend of ours and would certainly help us out at something like that but i don't think joe walsh was in cleveland with us um
11: Sometimes today howard <laughs> come on yeah i got i got i got i need an answer howard
0: Oh, look at you being Mr. Game <laughs> Show host. I we need to. An Fuck you and your answer. I'll take a fucking hour. I'm going <laughs> no. right,
2: to get please. Please. please
0: I remember this. I remember Jessica Hahn was there, and she wore a skimpy outfit, I think. I'm going to say, uh, God, I'll, I don't know. Leslie West. I know that's wrong, but I, I like to get Leslie's name out there. Uh, let Robin steal.
1: Yeah, well, that is incorrect, that Robin. Can you steal it? am at the Hall of Fame award ceremony, and Leslie was remembered.
2: Mm.
11: So, Robert, can you steal it? It was David Lee Roth. So, uh, would you give the answer?
12: The answer is David Lee Roth.
0: Isn't that nice of David? Yeah. What song did he do?
11: Panama, I
1: believe. Yeah, yeah, but he also did Just a Gigolo, I think, and uh, he was, you know, doing a solo tour. Do you remember that feel. Now I feel even worse
0: because A I didn't remember that, and B David hates me now. I know, and um, he just he thinks that I I don't even know why. He feels I wronged him somehow. I don't know, and I, I wish I wish I could straighten it out. It feels weird to me. I like David. I got no beef with David, and for him to have done something like that is just ex is just extraordinarily nice
11: yeah especially since we never paid anybody to do anything so he probably came (laughs) on his own dime yeah he came on his own dime we had the
1: was in that band and played guitar at the time was that
11: i don't remember if you remember that day the other thing do you remember uh which famous politician's uh relative played the show that day as well no who uh, this is a, this is how crazy we were. The Roger Clinton band played that day as well.
0: Oh, that's yeah, funny. I was
1: going to say, I know
11: it was Bill Clinton's relative, but I couldn't...
0: The Roger, Roger used to do our show all the time. He's dead now, yeah. too, right? Roger Clinton. He's been dead a long time, isn't he? I don't know. I'm asking the game show host over there. I
11: don't I, I don't, I'm going to look it up now.
0: Right. But here is a note. I've David Lee Roth... David Lee Roth performed just a gigolo and jump, and now I feel even worse about the horrible relationship we have because that is just the sweetest thing that someone could have done. To yeah. come all the way to Cleveland with uh, Steve Vai. Gary's ruining my day with this game. I'm not feeling
11: <laughs> very good. Supposed well, to be if you want some good news, it, ap- it appears that Roger Clinton is not deceased. So that might be good Oh, good. good okay. You never hear from this guy anymore. You, you, you couldn't shut him, him up.
1: Ask a question?
0: <laughs> you couldn't shut up Roger Clinton when uh, he, his brother was president. <laughs> but... um yeah! Wow, that's blowing my mind, David. Yeah. I, I oh, have no... I
1: remembered that as soon as Gary started to ask the question wow. because that was a big deal.
0: I've got no memory Gary. of that, and that's terrible because that's a big deal. We brought David Lee Roth to Cleveland. Yeah. And for him to do that, as Gary says, you know, he didn't get paid. Uh And I
7: Gary, well,
0: I think he's. I, I I spent some time with him out here by my house couple of years ago. We had a nice night, I thought.
1: He hasn't talked to you since then?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as charming as I think
11: I am. Mm. Something happened, and I, I really don't know what it is. I, mean, I don't either. A there was a rock stuff for sure, but I thought we'd kind of gotten past that. And uh, it's, there's something happened. I just don't know what it is, but it's, whatever it is, it's a thing.
0: And I thought I was pretty gracious when he took over our radio show and we came over here to Satellite. I thought I was kind of like supportive. I don't know. I was like, David, I wish you best. I wish you a lot of luck. Uh, of course, it didn't turn out well, but it, that isn't my fault. I didn't do anything. You know, he's on his own on there.
1: I, I mean, it's very sad to have a, a problem and not even know what it is.
0: You know, my best guess is Fred probably pissed him off. It's probably Fred's fault. You know? What did
1: Fred do?
0: Just blame it on him. It's not us. <laughs> I think, I don't know what I did, but something really got him going. He just wants nothing to do with me. That's a shame. Because I've invited him on a couple of times since,
2: you know.
1: Have you ever tried here. an off-the-air phone call?
0: No, I don't want to bother the guy.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you were going to do that with Robin, Robin Williams, Williams yeah. to, you know, mm. clear the air. and I don't know. You know what's weird about it?
0: Like, I don't know what his beef is. Maybe he's got a legitimate one. I don't know. You know.
1: Well, wouldn't you like to know and be able to right the wrong? Where's the beef?
0: Mm, no. get it. No? I don't want. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do you know, and no! I'm sure, I'm sure I well, did something wrong. you know, wrong. I guess
1: the thing of, with Robin, you knew what you had done.
0: Right. With this, I don't want this guy yelling at me I'll go, that's what he's angry about? I didn't
11: even know I did that.
0: Did I do that?
1: Well, well, geez,
11: sorry. Happy anniversary. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks,
1: Gary. Gary. Bummed him out.
0: I'm, I'm going to say.
1: He won and he lost at the same time.
0: I really did because 90% <laughs> of the answers bummed me out. Look at it, Mark Chernoff's cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What an like, I didn't create career. the game. I
11: just hosted. it. I'm yeah. just hosting it. I did not create the game. But um,
0: Mark Chernoff I, I, didn't deserve that. Yeah.
11: John, give us the final score.
0: Final score is Howard five, Robin four. So Howard so close. is the winner. Although you're wow. Kidding. I want to turn my win over to Robin. I want no, Robin I don't
1: it. need it. What do I you need do? It for it? She needs the no, win. No, I don't.
0: Well, no, sometimes you get upset when I win. I, I don't like want you upset. To win, you want, but I don't. You win. need it. No, you win. I, I admit defeat. <laughs> no, you, I, you, you win. You should get bonus points for the David Lee Roth answer. You really no, should. No, I'm giving you, you, you three should extra get bonus points.
1: points for the oh. Hitler mustache. I would never have remembered that. I got
11: right. it. I right,
0: got how about I this, g- Gary? How about this? Never honor any of our anniversaries again, <laughs> yes, because it's just causing you know, me a lot of aggravation. You
1: we've forgotten anniversaries for 40 years, but you'd never bring it up
0: again. <laughs> yeah. Robin,
11: here, I'm going to give you a question really quick, and this is not only to tie, but it's a bonus question to win. You ready?
1: But thank God. In
11: 1995, you relate to a book signing of your autobiography, Quivers of Life. <laughs> Howard teased you on the air about it. You got so angry, you walked off the show. What city was that book signing in?
0: I know (laughs) Shit I'm going to (laughs) steal
11: Well I was fine (laughs) (laughs) Gary.
0: Now she's going to lose
11: worse (laughs) Let me think The question's literally about her I don't know how much easier to make
1: You think I remember I was in a city a weekend Or two cities a weekend
0: Take a guess for God's sake
1: I think it was a city That began with a C
0: That's right I think that's right
1: Oh, Man. I gotta say Cleveland again.
0: Yeah, that's what I would have said. Robin
1: won the game. Congratulations! There you go. You <laughs> win. You're the winner.
0: You Goal. <laughs> you win.
1: Stop it, Howard won. And your,
0: prize is, and your prizes, and your prizes, you'll finally get to make love to me. So get on over here. And...
1: <laughs> Can I walk yeah. up the treadmill next to you?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna watch uh, <laughs> TLC for 27 hours.
11: Before we end the game, I, I want to quit. Throw- I want to throw a toss-up question to you guys, because I, somebody wrote this question, and I said, like, there's no way either of you could get this question. This is the hardest question in the game, but it's a fun question. In 2008, we had a heated discussion on the show about the number of women Fred slept with. Mm-hmm. What is the number of women that Fred said he slept with? Buzz in at any time.
0: All right, well, I got. I can do some math.
11: You should be
1: more. You were
0: yeah. You were
11: on Fred about
1: this.
0: I could almost name every woman that he slept with. Because really? Really? Yeah, because I was obsessed with this. Because he ended up marrying his lovely wife, Allison. And my feeling was, I don't even think Fred had fucked before uh, Allison.
1: No, I know he did.
0: He did. And I know I went over it with him. And it was a girl that he used to go visit that I think went lesbian. But she yeah, fucked Fred. Yeah, it wasn't Fred a lot of
1: visits, I don't think.
0: It was a couple of visits, and and she, and then she went lesbian. Uh, and I, I, I teased him a little. I didn't tease him a lot about it because I value my life. But um, I was like Fred. You mean you finally slept with someone and she went lesbian? He goes, Yeah, I went all the way down there to visit her, and then she told me she was a lesbian. I'm I oh, thinking think. he
1: didn't even sleep with that girl.
0: Uh, he claims he did. I don't think he slept with her either, quite frankly. But but there uh, was I'm, a girl. And then I think there was one or two others. So the answer is either, we know he slept with his wife, because there's evidence of that. Oh, he's got a kid. Um, Now, does a dead woman count? Because I know he's buried a few women. You uh, think he
1: was into necrophilia?
0: Yes, I do. I believe he fucks corpses, but uh, (laughs) I don't have proof. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to say one. I'm going to say a total of three or four. I'm going to go with the answer... He's gonna want. He's gonna be embarrassed if he says three. So it's four.
11: Robin, give uh, me an answer. Wait a minute. We'll wait a minute. I have closer. to
1: Speak. Because I let me think real hard now.
0: Say four, so it'll be a tie. And then you, you can win.
1: Yeah, and we preserve his dignity.
11: Right. I'll say four too. Yeah, good.
0: <laughs> That's. The well, right you both answer. help
11: Fred out a lot because the answer is seven.
0: That's bullshit. He didn't sleep with. Fred.
11: Yeah, really. Come on.
0: I can be, I can tell you that's a total bullshit male ego answer.
11: Produce those women.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's see them.
11: I think this is what happened when we had the conversation.
7: That's a a bullshit answer. It's such a bold statement. Seven people. Would you swear?
0: on the life of robin that that's true
7: right <laughs> on the life of robin right now Really? and you know wow. how much i love her no
1: no we didn't say seven times fred it was no, people, right.
7: different seven people women. and the first time seven i was 15 women. years old i was, first time I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a tidbit first Go time ahead. i was 15 years old wow i didn't it know was that. on a double date with a friend wow. of mine he needed uh like a wingman so to speak and uh he was older than me he was my brother's age and just before we get to the house, it wasn't the first night I fucked her, by the way. Uh, but, uh, but just before we get to the house, he goes, oh, by the way, uh, you're 18 years old. You play basketball for UConn.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> Go. So Apparently she did not want to uh, date a 15-year-old. <laughs> Was she freaked out by your uncircumcised hog? Uh, didn't appear to be because I think she might have been from, uh, European heritage. So they okay. might have had some foreskins around the house. Do we, do, Gary, let me ask you
0: something. In the answer, does European women count as women for uh, Fred's tally? <laughs> no, she she was All American.
7: Women. She was American. All right. But her parents may have come over from Germany. And you're saying there was... Honestly, I've never heard you say that many women. Yeah, he's women. never like, told I, us that story I have before. trust issues when it comes to this kind of stuff, number one. Well, you, and you should. Seven women is nothing to brag about. It's not like I got 80 blowjobs at the, the University of Michigan. Or I was right. fucking a woman in, I don't in the bathroom that and while she was throwing up in the toilet. No, seven I mean, women know, like, is a... You know what? I'll tell that's you about not the not a lot seven. of women. Are you kidding? No. By the time I got married, I was like 30-something. So that's I'm not tell a you lot something. of women.
0: I hold you up as an example. Seven women chose a restrained man. In other words, you just weren't fucking everything that walked. No, I wasn't. You, weren't, you weren't being indiscriminate like me. No. Like whoever would sleep with me, I would sleep with.
7: So it chose in you have in retrospect... Better... Although, in retrospect, I probably should have. <laughs> right. And I have a lot more better stories, but uh, no.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've got numbers, but, and also, let's be honest, you should see some of these people. They're barely people. <laughs> you, I mean, you
1: would take the, any number, right. huh?
0: Yeah, I respect Fred's Seven Number. I just can't believe Fred even had a total of seven. I I thought uh, I, was I can't right I on. can't
7: believe it either. I can't believe that anyone. Were you seeing would double have sometimes?
1: To, what would would have to I don't sleep with know her. how you got that. I number. Actually,
7: I mean there, there there were times that women would come on to me. Believe it or not, I, I think there was a time when I was like quasi good looking. So no, I remember looking, one right? girl who
1: was absolutely
7: yeah. mad about you, and yeah. you didn't sleep yeah. with her. I did not. That's when I was convinced Fred was gay.
0: And, I in still high, am.
7: and in high school, I was standing on the outside of my school and a woman came up to me or a girl, whatever. And out of nowhere, she just gave me a big fucking kiss on the mouth. And I'm like, what? You know, and uh, I didn't take advantage of it because she was uh, dating a guy that could have kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> so
1: are you considering you... that one of the girls you had kissing doesn't no.
7: No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's we're talking intercourse, that's Fred. It. Kissing isn't counting no, the girl. In, in, intercourse, right. And I'm not even counting people who may or may have not given me blowjobs or handjobs. Do you regret?
1: Wait a minute. E- you mean there'd be more if you included handjobs and blowjobs? I'm
7: not, not going to include them.
0: That's not fair. Well, I know I gave him a handjob, so I guess that's. <laughs> I'm one of them. I was trying to keep that secret. <laughs> and he blew me, so I don't count him. On my and pally. I got the pimple out of your dick. Right. Does um, do you regret, Fred? Being serious now, do you regret? You know, you've had quite a bit of fame, and us being on the radio, we met women. I've met women with Fred. He knows what I'm talking about. Um, Do you regret not use not not having more sex as a single man before you got married?
7: I've thought about that, and uh, actually, I'm probably better off that I did not. Because right. at the time I could have taken advantage of it, uh, there was a little thing called AIDS popping up and all sorts of just nasty diseases that they didn't have. Okay, but I'm not talking or... about the guys you were with. I'm talking about girls. You know? <laughs> no, I, I just, you know, there was there was no telling right. back then. So I'm actually glad that I kept it in my pants.
0: Now, you know what? I admire you. I do. Uh, first of all, you're well, honest. That's honesty. one of us. No, I do. I mean, most people would be humiliated. They can only nail seven people. Oh, but no. Not you. And, uh, <laughs> no. But, yeah, but I, I admire mean, you because of do? what you said. You didn't get STDs. You didn't use a lot of people just for, you know, sex and then hurt them.
7: And, well, that um, was the other thing, too. It's like I, I grew up in a house with a lot of uh, abuse. So that, I didn't want to pass any of those, that residual abuse on to anybody else in case it was there. Uh, it was always in the back of my mind. I admire that. And
0: by the way, I should mention too, and Fred knows about this. There's a uh, women who have fucked Fred Facebook uh, group. If you want to join, if any of you are out there, there's only three on there now, <laughs> but the other four can come they're like, forward. They're
7: like they're like Holocaust survivors. Those poor women.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, AIDS and domestic abuse. Great way to end the game. It's a real high. See, yeah, there you this go. This was um, a great idea. Um, Gary.
7: <laughs> Gary Gary's the only guy I know that can turn his childhood, which was like total shit childhood into something that sounds like Sesame Street. It's like, yeah, she went next door and she was uh, yelling at the neighbor and she threw a brick at her. But then I came home and it was my dad. I mean, he, You know why I he, think that... He has a funny way of putting I, a, a, a smiley face on tragedy.
0: You know, for years I thought, and I'm not making a joke, I, I thought Fred was gay because, as Robin points out, there was a woman we know who was one of the best looking women I've ever seen in my life. She worked with us. And she, she was, was a madly, sweetheart.
1: There was no reason not to.
0: She was gorgeous. When I tell you gorgeous, she threw herself at Fred. I saw it. Oh, I was, God. I was even, I'll be honest, I was jealous. You know, I wanted <laughs> Fred all to myself. We was going to no, no, no.
1: Fred? Fred's <laughs> no, the but, one? <laughs>
0: but I was jealous. I mean, this girl was a stunner. A body Very and a hot. face from heaven. Ridiculously hot. Fred rejected every re- advance to the point that he was alone with her in a car. She Pretended was that him. he didn't see them. Yep. He, he, he rejected her summarily. I did, and you um, want to
7: know why? Go ahead. Because she was incredibly
0: sweet. That's I what. thought it was
7: because... Are you
1: that bad in bed? <laughs> what <are> you saying?
0: <laughs> but no, if
7: she's incredibly no, I just, sweet, I just, you mean I, I, you would have felt I bad for you her? You know what? I I would have felt bad because if I, you know, did something wrong or or messed up or something like that, I I didn't want to be responsible for any, uh,
0: I said, Fred is gay. I still think he's gay to this day. Okay, I do. And you know, um, we'll
7: we'll just have to get in a hot tub together.
0: Yeah. Did you think, was it ethnicity? I thought maybe I thought you were racist, that you did not like, uh, black women. Because no, I'm telling you, I, I I could never figure this out. I said, "I'm shy. going was on was one me evening, because she
1: list. would come back and tell me about these times she spent with Fred. Yeah. And Fred sat there and played the guitar. And I, I know. think he did a Rolling Stones song. And smoked cigarettes. And she was just like, oh, my gosh. She was dreamy. <laughs> you know, He, he wouldn't have and had to do much of anything. He could have put down his guitar and everything would have happened.
0: And this girl was good looking. I mean, a stunner, a 10. Fred was, you know, he reminded me of the Colton from The Bachelor, who never
7: seemed (laughs) quite into it.
0: You know what I mean? I thought I
7: I was the banjo player from Deliverance, but that's another story.
0: I would have fucked her so hard. Well, okay, as hard as I can get, you know, (laughs) with what I got. I mean, I would have given her every inch of my love, which is about three inches. I, um, yeah. I would have given her. I would have given it to her, Fred. They, 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 nothing would have held me. Four
1: back. inches is fine.
0: Thank you, Robin. But I'm an inch short. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, Fred, I'll never understand. Fred and I were gentlemen, though. You know, um, what? It was one one night. Fred there was and I that were out. one
1: time under the console. I don't think you were such gentlemen.
0: No, 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 no. What time was no. that, Robin? <laughs> when we had the naked girl in the studio? Oh. I wasn't under there. Fred was. was I was a married man. (laughs) That was radio. That was an experiment.
1: You got out of there. Fred stayed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was single. I wasn't. You say it like it was a Uh, Anyway, (laughs) what a walk down memory lane. Gary. Yes, Gary.
11: I just want to correct a fact from earlier in the show because it is much more interesting. So I found out that Ed McMahon died on June 23rd. Then Farrah Fawcett died on June 25th in the morning. And then Michael Jackson died later that day. Which is oh. why we don't remember Farrah oh, at all.
1: so none of them got any attention.
11: Exactly.
0: Yeah, I thought Ed McMahon was still alive. What did I know? <laughs> all
11: right, to end, this, to end this whole segment, we do have a song that we're going to play.
0: Nice. I met Robin in Washington, D.C. because I spoke to her on the phone when I was working in Detroit. Uh, we were both leaving jobs to go to Washington. So that was in 1981,
2: I'm going to say. Robin, you one and only radio. Hey, can I say something?
0: Can I stop the song for a second? I thought this song was so sappy. I said, "Don't play it." Did you guys not get oh. that memorandum? This is such a sappy song. It's like now you we got to hear it because we
1: want to hear the sap.
0: Oh, I fucking cringed when I heard this. <laughs> I put a whole big X through it and said, "Never play this."
11: You guys I got don't a note remember to remember that. Play the song.
0: Really? Shit! Wait till you hear this song they put together. <laughs> you would think uh, we would like the king and queen of England there. This is some sappy shit. I met Robin in Washington, D.C. because I spoke to her on the phone when I was working in Detroit. Uh, we were both leaving jobs to go to Washington, so that was in
2: 1981, I'm going to say. Robin, you're one and only radio Can be a lonely place But not for you, too Always together through it all you've seen so many cocks and balls but you
1: Four inches is fine always laugh
2: to <laughs> four whole decades around my house
0: Oh I'm gonna throw off
2: oh. Howard <laughs> together <laughs> for whole decades around
0: my Alright, alright, thank you is a terrible song. Who wrote
1: this? Who are they writing know. for? What is going on here?
11: I apologize, and I claim- promised to get it right for your 80th anniversary.
0: No, the guys <laughs> claim that I put an X through the prank call and not the song parody, but you I like the prank the, call.
11: Right. Ha- you did, ha- Howard.
1: the prank call.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's my fault. It's on me. <clears throat> that sappy song, man. I got uncomfortable. Robbins at Howard Side. I'm like, the fuck show is this? Regis and Kathy Lee?
1: Yeah, they forgot oh, where they man. were.
0: Yeah, they thought they were on the, uh.
1: Listen to the nightmare of a, of questions. How do you write a song like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the phony phone call is what I, what I would love to play. It was, uh, I thought that was pretty good. What was that again? It was me and Robin doing something. I don't even remember. But I think you, you,
1: you it, were celebra- got rid of it.
0: it. Was that? You were
6: celebrating the anniversary, and then you, you catch Robin
0: uh, in the heat. Oh, you're fucking moment. another yeah. dude.
6: We have it We call for if you want to know. This
0: is pretty good. We call this radio show, and I think it's some kind of relationship radio show. And then I'm, too, I, I'm, I'm on the show telling everybody how my great relationship with my wife, Robin, And I go in the other room and you're fucking some dude. (laughs) Right right there, cuckolding me. That I'll play. That's that song I ain't playing. That's
1: more in keeping with what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, here it is. This is uh this is this is a better way to end the segment.
1: Well, brother, you gotta look
12: up look at this way. You woke up this morning. That's a beautiful thing. We have
5: Mm -hmm. another caller here. Let's see who this is uh, from, uh, looks like, northern Jersey. Hello, are you with this? Hello. Hello. It's Howard. Hi, I'm Howard. Sorry. How are you doing, darling?
0: Today is my wedding anniversary. How many years? Forty.
5: Wow. Oh, whoa, whoa, hello.
0: Robin is terrific. Wow. I love that woman so much.
5: Wonderful to hear. Wonderful to hear.
0: We made a connection. It was instantaneous.
5: Wow, well, that's ph- phenomenal to hear that. Yeah, we don't, you don't hear that as often as we'd like to. I
7: want to mention that Robin was in the Air Force.
5: My goodness, wonderful. Wow. And
7: she looks good. How did you meet? Hey, Dad, Mom's making some really weird noises in the other room.
12: You better come. Really? Mm. Yeah, I think she might be in there with someone. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh.
4: Um. Oh. oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, I think she's right moaning. There. Do you guys uh. hear that? Yeah.
2: No, I don't hear, oh. you, you hear it. you hear, it? You hear it? Oh, oh I, I heard something.
5: God. Yeah, here I hear it. The fuck is going on here?
2: Oh, oh yeah, oh, right. No. Uh, what the
5: fuck? Right, this is happening. Uh, this is happening now. Uh, right now, as we speak. Fuck yes. Uh, with, uh, like, uh, how, how is that possible? Uh, Who is this person that she's having this affair with?
12: Robin, you're looking fucking good. Holy shit,
1: she's having sex with Lenny Dykstra.
5: What are you hmm. kidding
12: me? I wanna lick
5: your pussy. And he's the, wait a minute.
1: You're making me so wet. I want this to happen.
5: He was a New York Mets in Philadelphia, Uh, Philly. Shit. Uh. So so Lenny is in there right now, in another room. Fuck me, baby. Having an affair with your wife for 40 years. Yeah, that's right. How's that? What? God, you have a beautiful pussy. What a gift Uh. God Hmm. gave you. Uh, I mean, what? I will make you come. Okay. You cock-sucking fuck. Perhaps you need to... uh, Take some kind of action right now and just kind of disrupt things, you think, a little bit, maybe? Uh, Fuck yes! Or... Hey, Howard. Fuck you! Please don't do anything silly. I hate you! Excuse me? You speak up. Speak up. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> it's
4: not worth it, suicide so. It really isn't. You don't want to get yourself into any kind of trouble. You're probably, anymore. what,
5: four or five inches tops? That's it. <gasps> oh, minute, um, second. Oh my god, my dad just took a swing at Lenny Dykstra! Wow. Oh my gosh. No way! I'm ready to rumble in your bunghole. Wait a second. Mm. Listen, guys, we're gonna run. Mm. We have some other <laughs> Now Lenny Dykstra's beating the shit out of my dad! Oh, man. Mm. What the fuck? Are you
2: two finished? Mm.
5: Howard, we have to go. Cun, Thank cun, you very much cun, for cun, your call, man. Cun, 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 oh, cun, cun, cun. oh, boy.
2: <sighs> wow.
5: How I, this is very, very, this is one of the craziest situations that I've ever, that we've ever come across on this show. So, right, so um, This is no joke. It's not funny for anybody going through this. You no, know? absolutely not. Mm-mm. That's life, man. Uh, life goes on, man. God, I hate to have to get a screener on the program, but uh, we yeah. got a lot of fucking editing to do on this show. Oh, my gosh, you're telling I can't me. Even, I, can't even, That's crazy. I can't even put this stuff out there. I, I can't. I was thinking about should we just re-record the show? That sounds like a know. good idea. Let's get out of here. I'll reprogram the show. I'll, we'll tap you on okay. Ready to Roll, okay? Bye. All right, Daddy. Yes. Bye. Wow. What are
1: they doing? That's the greatest show they've ever had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna re-record it. <laughs> Finally got a good phone call. Lenny Dykstra beat the shit out of a guy, and Lenny was over there <laughs> fucking <laughs> breaking up a 40-year marriage.
11: Well, congratulations uh, on the 40th, and Robin, congratulations on the big win. Excellent.
0: By the way, I got a note here. Howard one. That radio show, you won, Robin. That radio show <laughs> went on to delete the entire recording of on their website. We have the recording because, you know, we We were recording we on in. our end. Mm, yeah.
1: That's great. That was a great. Uh, why would you erase that segment?
0: <laughs> People don't know good radio when you give them to them.
1: Let me hear what's better than that.
0: <laughs> By the way, you and Lenny t- sounded fantastic together on that. Yeah, the but, way. you
1: know. That My God. isn't reality. Well,
0: sounds like it's close. <laughs> if Lenny Wait, and I
1: got together, it would have to be on TLC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking good, Robin.
3: <laughs> right. Robin, Hello. you're
2: looking fucking good.
1: That Robin, is a it
3: voice. would be an honor and a privilege for me to go down on you.
0: That is a yes,
1: voice, especially that, especially aside, exciting when you can tell he's not wearing his teeth.
0: Yeah, I want to go sick. down on you. I will make you come. Um, that is a sexy voice. When he puts <laughs> on need that it sex and you voice. You want it? Yeah, you do need it, and you want it. I'm getting blood full right now. Wow! God, you have a beautiful pussy. What a gift God gave you.
3: <laughs> anything else robin because it's time for me to eat that pussy
0: god he's you so forward
10: and you want it
0: you know what the problem is he was an athlete and uh he was at the top of his game and he expects you to roll over and play play ball with him
1: i know he's not used to rejection
0: right he can't believe you won't give it to him.
1: He, he sometimes walks around and like, what is it? What is it? Is it because I'm white? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what he said? Yes. The slot. Wow. How's the slot? He wants to please you in the worst way. God only knows what he'd do to you. I, I, I swear to God, I think he'd devour you. He's slowly <laughs>
2: making any stop.
0: <laughs> I, I want you to do it just so I can find out what the hell he's going to do to you.
1: Well, I'm afraid, Howard, I I can't can't
0: oblige. All right, it's your prerogative, but softly. What's that noise? I don't think think I'd ever get over it. Kiss a clit, but softly. (laughs) Sounds like a guinea pig.
1: Oh, it sounds like the fly to me. You know, like when Brindle Fly was eating food.
0: Right. Hey, Ann. You're on the air in New Jersey. What's up? And then we'll end the show.
4: Hey, now. I'm ca- Hi there. I'm calling to stick up for the very sexy Fred and the, the amount of women he slept with. I have not been so lucky, but um, do you remember he slept with somebody on the studio floor in one of your early um, radio places?
0: Remember he didn't that? sleep with them, but oh. he was rolling around on the floor. He yeah, that's sex. what I oh.
1: meant when I was referring to them under the console.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant, okay, yeah, yeah. so what was he doing if he, he was just like having fun?
0: yeah, they were naked i don't know I, I don't think Fred, I don't know how I don't they were
7: making think out. Fred
1: was naked
0: no I don't <laughs> think I was,
7: naked but she might she have was. been in a state of undress, and she was but not. I'm not completely sure it was a long, long time ago
2: Yeah.
4: okay well long I, I time believe ago. I believe seven or up is is the correct number um, and I wanted to thank all of you for making this past year so much easier than it would have been, thank you.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for saying that, Anne. We'll there take it. There you go, Ann, who claims that she would sleep with Fred.
7: I mean You're I don't
1: she's out of the woodwork now.
0: Now
7: where were they when he was available? Now she's yeah, gonna when, bang him. Yeah, when were they where were they when I was like eighteen, <laughs> nineteen, twenty? Right. Let's go take one final call from James.
0: James is from California. Hey James, what's up? What's on your mind?
12: OMG OMG, hey now.
0: Hey, now.
6: Hey, now. And for the record, I would sleep with Fred.
0: Oh, all right. There you thank go. You, a, th- thank, You're you, on. thank you, ma'am. Thank you. That's a man who would sleep with Fred. <laughs> as one man to another, yes, I would too, of course. He's thank
2: you, I thank you thank, you, thank you, thank you.
0: All right. What can I do for you, James?
12: No, I just wanted to say thank you. I uh, came out to my family on this Thanksgiving because you gave me the strength.
2: Oh wow.
0: This I, I got go? it here. I gave you the strength? Not Robin, I hope, and me.
12: <laughs> yeah, you. Uh Howard, I, I really just want to appreciate everything you do. You make me laugh. You make my dark days brighter. I just want to thank you so much.
0: How did your family react, James? When how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty, and so you've been living a closeted life from your uh, parents. How did they react? How did they take it? Did they did they support you? Were they nice to you, or were they horrible to you?
12: One of my brothers just walked out of the room, Howard. Mm. Why? I have two older brothers, and one of them just walked out of the room. I don't, I don't know. And my mother is just, she's a saint, but she loves me, but I don't think she approves
0: what was the reaction in other words your brother would just shun you or uh what what's going on he, just
12: there? Me. he 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 just he looked at me with
0: disgust and
12: just walked out and quite frankly my mom just looked at me and said i hope you're kidding and she drank some of her wine and It was just, it was not a good situation. I know all the coming out stories that you have on your show are usually end with a good story, but this one doesn't. But I'm Mm. just saying that you gave me the strength to do it, and I thank you, and I'm still glad I did it.
0: James, I'm glad you did it, too. Are you uh, living in the house with these people, or are you just visiting?
12: No, I was visiting.
0: Visiting. And you're still there with them?
12: Yes. You are? I'm home now.
0: Oh, Oh, you're home now. But what, yes. where's your brother that he walked out of the room?
12: He's at his house. You know, we don't all live together. I'm the youngest. I'm 30. So we all have our lives. And
0: all oh, this. I see. In and other words, when you when you came out, your brother just walked out of the room in disgust.
12: Yes, and it was very
0: I hurtful. But... I, I was, was following I the story. That. It was hurtful. Yeah, oh. I mean, um, you know, James, we live in a country... Where there are plenty of people who are proud of you, we want you to have a great life, and you will have a great life. Sometimes we get stuck with family members who just are so fucked up; they got their own fucking issues. Who cares who you love? You you want to fuck a dude? They they, it's no big deal. Good for you. And uh,
1: they weren't you cruel. Wanna, they were just.
0: I think they're just close-minded.
1: Right, and that's this not for you. your fault. There's
0: I hope this wrong for you. you. I hope you find a nice guy. I hope you live your life with a lot of friends. And don't even let these people. And
1: they could come around at some point. You know, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah,
12: I'm You're just going to give them time. But I, Chris's, your, your humorous story about Chris, <laughs> I will say this: straight or gay. No one goes in the Panama Canal when the water's brown. So just tell him that.
2: (laughs) Mm. All right. When he has diarrhea,
12: (laughs) ew. Ew. Uh, I'm gay and I love it. But when someone has diarrhea, ew. All
0: right. I hear you. I'm with you on that. I don't want to. Although it never slows me down. When Fred has Diarrhea? diarrhea, I go right in. That's right. What? That's right. Oh my god, oh, I, I forgot road. we're on the I air. I'm talking about <laughs> it
12: James I'm, I'm proud of humorous, you. But thank
0: you, Howard. All right, you're a good man, James. Don't let it get you down. And that's it. You right? you
1: seek out a happy life.
0: Right, right, bro.
10: Thank you, okay? Howard. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Fred. I love you.
0: Who doesn't? Thank you, James. Good luck to you,
10: thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you. Ah, oh, ah, oh, oh, Yes, thank you, thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. <laughs> Again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress. Thank you, thank you. Oh! Did this I guy come out in Thanksgiving and tell
1: people what he likes? <laughs>
0: uh, no, I, I, I feel for that guy, but uh, I know. Anyway, but you know, hey, you so- weren't.
1: Brought here to please everyone. That was not why you landed on this earth.
0: That's a you good. That's a good thought to live your life. That's a good thought. That's
1: right.
0: I'll play that music for you right now. That's a good thought. <laughs> I see a poster. Excuse me one minute. Senator Mitch McConnell, a United States senator. What did you want to hey, say, uh, Senator?
3: Did, did you get that sissy off the air? I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. what you blubbering about? It? I mean, me this family wasn't even that mean about it. Jesus.
0: that's <laughs> did <be>, <laughs> <out of laughs> <Wouldn't>
3: that mean? <laughs> I love penis. I'm gay. I mean, Jesus, get over it.
0: My God. Right. Okay, Senator. I'm
3: with his mother. I mean, what a, that's a shameful way to act. I don't care that you're gay, but, uh, but you could act like a man. Grow up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Someone put a, someone put a cock in his mouth so I don't have to listen to him wide. I mean, my God. We have a lot of problems in this country uh, for Americans. And well, uh, this guy are- bemoaning that that he likes a penis. I mean, who cares? Uh, Just well. Be gay. Well, so pe-
0: a lot of people. Just go care. be gay.
3: I don't. I'm stop whining about it. Just he uh, thinks he's so special because they like balls and uh, taints. I mean, just go be gay for Christ's Nick, sake. Mitch, you, right.
1: you act like you don't know what goes on in this country for gay people.
3: Well, it's the same. If on equality, it should be the same as for anybody else. Pay your taxes, go to work, and be a top, a bottom, a middle. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go to a Broadway show, sing uh, a show tune. I, don't, I mean, just, dude, just go to work.
0: For Christ's all right, sake. Well, thank you, you Seth. That,
1: that did not make any sense at all.
0: Well, that's right. I feel the same way you do. <laughs> all right. Uh, very, very nice show today. You got to admit, what a walk down memory lane. Happy
1: all... 40th anniversary, Howard.
0: Same to you, Robin, and uh, thank you to uh, all those uh, friends of ours: uh, Denise Oliver and Tom Chisano and Frank Flores and Mark Chernoff thank you. Thank and uh, you. you know so many different people. Mark Coppola, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Coppola, there you go. Good, uh, good, good to hear his voice. Would ye, uh, would ye, That's Steve right. the would engineer? Ye. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yes. Thank,
10: thank you. you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. H- again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Oh. All right. Uh, coming soon, Billy Eilish, Neil Young, and others. But uh, for now, we've got to end the show.